one do we want to talk about first? Which one did you niggas listen to? I listen to both. <laughs> Shout out to brother me. <laughs> Antonio. Listen to both projects. I know you listen to Khaled. I only listen to Khaled. Oh. Okay. So I guess we can talk about GID first. <laughs> he said, get your little, <laughs> get your little rapidy raps the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Your little razzmatazz, your little spherical lyrical miracles. Get him the fuck out of here. Who's shaking their ass to this? That's pretty much what he said. You wake up, you wake up, you wake up, you wake up. Yo! Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Up your wake, up your wake, up your wake, up your wake. I am your host, L.A.A.K.A.L.A. And with me is the spirit gunner, the West Craven of rap, Cam, motherfucking Archer. You should listen to Unleash the Dragon today. It really will pick up your spirits. You should listen to it. Shout out to Cisco. Yeah, shout out to him. Come on the show. Hopefully our special friend of the show, Cisco. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, over the friend of the <laughs> Hopefully our special guest today will make that happen. <laughs> Send out a tweet. <laughs> also with us, the family man, the one with all the facts and the lyrics, the producer of what? The director, A. Devon Johnson. It's getting deep. Is cereal a soup? No, you sick fucking. Never That's say fucking again. nasty. Never say That's that again to me. Gross. <laughs> I'll fist fight your big ass. Don't ever get that. <laughs> <laughs> me if cereal's a soup. <laughs> Is it a soup? <laughs> no. I just no, told you not? stop asking me that. No. Why you not? on strike two. What do you mean? You why are on not? strike two, why Bucko. <laughs> How is no. that a why? Why would you say that? Why milk not? is not a broth. Is that the only rule? Oh, so what the else nigga, do you the nigga, consider the nigga that cares about rules? The nigga that cares about rules the most. <laughs> it's not You say it as if there's a rule book written. Not like there is none. I'm pretty Show sure me the if, we looked, Show me. If, if we looked up milk, it would not say white broth. Also, you, you could spread. have also you could have soup with no actual toppings or ingredients. You could just have tomato soup. You can't just have milk soup. You can't just have a bowl of milk like a cat. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because I'm not tomatoes. a fucking cat. <laughs> I'm not a feline. I'm not waiting at the door for a glass of milk. Well, if now, you were to drink a glass of milk, why would you pour it into a bowl and drink it? That's kind of a little. That's a little asinine. Well, that's what soup is. Soup is a bowl with the the, the yeah, contents in it. I've never I've never seen no one have get a cup and pour soup in it. That's great. That's not good. I've seen people drink uh, do soup out of. I a mean, cup. technically, yeah, they... cup cup of noodles. Whoa! Jump in the head. Jump in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's okay. I'm just saying, though. You let the white man tell you what soup was. All right, bet. All All I know is I don't like soup and I love cereal. So never again in your life. (laughs) Nigga put a beret on and said, This nigga's one one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga got a side koofy on. The white people tell you that it was soup. He He was like, Okay. Yeah, soupy. Oh man! Now when I pour, now when I pour fucking cereals, I'm just gonna hear "Hello Darkness, my old friend." <laughs> I'm, I'm not because I just I'm never gonna think about what this this horrendous human being just said to me ever again oh in my, my life. Cereal soup. Just ask a question. Why are you order? Also with us, Big Body Bane himself, the silent producer, Josh Mar. 
Tinez. Latino heat. His name is Bane. And rounding out the group today, I am so excited that we were able to do this for the season finale. Yeah, this nigga was blowing up my phone like Khaled looking for the Drake record, the vocals. <laughs> Look, man. Send I was the vocals, ask- please. I was, asking, I was asking for this for a while. I'm Yo, so literally, like we- weekly. Hey, yo, Cam, can you be on a Cam, Cam, yeah. Cam, can you be, Cam, can you be on a pod? I was pushing the button. I was pushing the button because this man right here, I, 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 he's the reason that we are a Grammy, not only nominated. Grammy nominated, we're a Grammy winning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it would, it would, it would, I could not do it proper justice for introducing this person, so I'm going to let the man who knows him best uh, and has done some great work with him, Cam motherfucking Archer. Introduce. I don't even know if he realizes guys. this, but we've known each other for basically a decade now. You realize that, my nigga? Damn. Damn. Crazy, right? <clears throat> yeah. I walked into a yellow ass room painted by Jake Asai <laughs> <laughs> while this nigga was making a beat. And Jake Asai was like, it's my boy Nabian. You know, okay, hey, what's up, man? What's up? This nigga was making a beat that turned into words, which just barely came out on the, on the Midnight Run project, by the way. They are working on that beat because I was doing the ad libs to it. This nigga has gone from. Cajon High School in San Bernardino, California, to being a Grammy-nominated producer with just names like Kanye West, names like Drake, names like Nas under his belt, even Oop. the new, even Nav. He got Nav some shit. He got Reason some shit. He got the game <clears throat> some shit. We going I don't, ayo, I don't. When we talk about game, I never slander born to rap because of you. I just want you to know that. <laughs> okay, that, that's a true hey, statement. Listen. You know, it's it's funny because I literally was slandering Born to Rap because <laughs> <laughs> just for the fact that uh, it was some video that came out of this nigga uh, buying some girl Balenciagas in the mall for like, I think he like made her drink like, he was like, I'll, I'll buy you whatever shoes you want out of Balenciaga if you eat oh, or, I saw or that. drink whatever's yeah, out I of that, that trash can. And she did yeah. that. This nigga bought her a pair of Balenciagas. I'm like, damn. This nigga can do all this, but Born to Rap been out for three years, and none of the producers have still gotten, you know what? Well, Never mind. It's, it's hey, you know he what? had to pay that girl. Woo! He had to pay that girl that you money. You know what? You, you know what? You right, big dog. <laughs> but you did produce for Boogie and G. Perico as well. Yeah, Those niggas is cool. <laughs> and most importantly, you produced for Cam Archer. Ladies and gentlemen, I want y'all to give it up for the one and only... Nabian, ladies and gentlemen. Nabian, it's your boy. <laughs> I mean, I was also trying to get Max Sauce on the pod, but his schedule's so busy. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Yo, so, man, trying to get trying to get a hold of Max Sauce is like trying to get a hold of the Yo. president, man. Last like, time I heard, he was in Thailand <laughs> fighting Sagat. This nigga's a legend, bro. <laughs> nah, he is. He's Dino a legend. legend. A Dino, Dino legend. legend for sure, man. But thank you for taking the time out. I know you're a busy man. You were out of town last week. We caught you this week. We're very fortunate to do that. How, how's everything going right now, man? Man, everything's cool. You know, everything's cool. Just got back from Atlanta last week, going out to AZ for, uh, I guess, a vacation. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, everything's been smooth. Just been working. No, see, here's the problem. This is As soon as he said AZ, I know it's not a vacation. I'm going to tell you why, because this is a very... Uh, popular dude right here. So he also did some, he spent some time in college in Arizona. <laughs> mm. So there's no vacation. People gonna be blowing this nigga's phone up the whole time he's in Arizona. Ain't no rest. Right. Ain't no right. vacation. This nigga gonna be busy the whole time he's out there. Everybody looking at the phone is like, oh, that nigga <clears throat> famous? Hey, you remember when we had class? <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, that's my that's my first question. I've never interviewed Navian. I have a question. Wait, wait, wait. One before right you do, here. before you do, yeah. I got to tell the people. Welcome to everybody to your new favorite podcast with three black men to get together each and every week to mean what we say and say what we mean. And as always, peace to ready Raheem. This is the season finale of season two. Do the wrong thing podcast. Cam. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Nabian also made the beat that you hear at the beginning of this podcast every week. Mm-hmm. It only uh, says his name. It only says his name. Okay, <laughs> but, but people wait, are I stupid, so this. I like to let them know that. Yeah, I have to say this. Clam chowder, which is a soup, is primarily made of a milk base. Just wanted to make sure we knew that. What else is in clam chowder? There's shit in there, right? <laughs> There's stuff milk, in there, right? Milk. It's not usually, just a, it, It's not and, just milk, right? There's me, stuff in it. You want me to? You want me to finish? Go ahead. And a and a and a cracker or a biscuit base. So basically, you're adding wheat products to a milky stew. What uh-huh. the fuck else is cereal? Okay, hey. so let me ask you a question. Hand me a hand me dick, nigga. I'm here to double down. That shit is a, a two pack of ass. The fuck are you talking about? That shit. Let stinks. me ask you a question. Can you have a bowl of cereal without any cereal in it? You don't have clam chowder without any other. Any you could have tomato soup with nothing else in it but the broth. We're not talking about tomato soup right now. We're talking about we're talking about chowder. soup. <laughs> yes, we're talking about soup. One of which is made of milk. <laughs> this nigga is. This nigga. LA said, can we play? I believe I can fly. Can we play? I believe I can fly. So this nigga can look, reach. <laughs> look, usually, Nabi, I know, I know you haven't heard much of the show. Usually, I'm the one with the crazy takes, <laughs> and the one who stands on the hill, hand stands on the hill to die on them. It's not even that crazy. It's nasty ass yeah, soup. <laughs> Get out of here, man. I see you eating a bowl of soup. I'm smacking it. I didn't say it was good. Now, so the cocaine's happening. When does that crack come into play for you? I'm just saying. What a hill to die on. I'm not not doing this with you right now. I'm trying to interview my mans. I like how y'all skip past that milk milk base, though. Oh, there's milk base. There's milk in it. You know how much shit has milk in it, my nigga? What are we talking about? Anyway. I was challenging a statement that said it had to be made out of a broth. And I'm saying not all... Soups are made out of a broth. So one soup is not made out of a broth, so that just means the soup is cereal? I'm just saying it leaves things open to be debated. The debate's closed. All right, now. <laughs> have you, you, you become a, you become a popular producer. You've always been a, a popular dude just because you're, you're, you're a cool nigga, man. You're a cool dude, so people like you. People are gravitate towards you. Has, has you doing the production that you've done and it being notarized and it's, it's well known that you do this. Have at any point in time you went, I got to change my fucking number because these niggas is getting on my nerves. Nah, I just, if I don't feel like answering the phone, I just don't. <laughs> so I Facts. literally got like 154 unread text messages. <laughs> That's nice. insane. You doing thought nice. work? That's crazy. Nice. Yeah. You got, also, I, you got IG women? That's and nice. I also don't have my voicemail set up. That's nice. smart. That's very smart, because if it's important, you'll text me, right? Yeah. And nothing's more annoying than a nigga who calls you and tells you what time it is that they called you. Nigga, I have a voicemail. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, bro, it's uh, it's about 10.05. Uh, I just want to give you a call. <laughs> nigga, I know what time you called me. Uh, yeah. Listen, there's, do it, do it there's no law that says I have to respond when you contact me. I don't have do to. Do it. I, this is a question. Do important people email more than they text? Mm, it depends. I feel like any like label execs, mm-hmm. that's usually just all done through email. But like any of the rappers or other producers I work with, niggas just either call or text me. Hmm. 
Because I feel like email is usually like the first form of communication for people who are like of a higher status. I don't know why. It's just, it seems like they, they communicate through email a lot more. Well, text is almost a new email now because it's still a script yeah. that you can actually say, I sent this. No, because yeah, every time, but like, like not being said, every, people are looking at their, I'm sure email could, could qualify for this too, but like having like 154 messages is so <clears> daunting. <throat> I would never read nobody's shit. I don't even Listen, know where to start. Select all <laughs> every, Mark every is time, read. Every time I look at the number, I just get overwhelmed and I just throw the phone on the side. Yeah, no, Follow up question: Are your read receipts on? Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> Let these niggas know. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. So, <laughs> so text. nigga, I see your little scribbles. Can you mix? Said. You mix that yet for me? <laughs> oh boy! Nah, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that like I can preview the messages. Like you know. Oh like, yeah, you just pull down oh, the little, mm, okay. just take a look. You don't want to read. Yeah, them all. it's well, like sucks is when they send you multiple messages and since yeah, this gets a little too stacked up. You can't uh, see it yeah. all the way through. Yeah, so it's it's tough. Like, if you don't if you don't catch it in time, it's Russian roulette at that. At that point. <laughs> all right, now, let me. I, I gotta I gotta follow up for the follow up. Mm-hmm. Who? At a, at a, if you got like multiple text messages, right? Artists for, per se, right? You got a hundred of them. Which one? Who are you answering first out of the people you work with? Like who? Who cannot wait? I know I'm like number fifteen. So who? Who do you see? Who do you see pop up on the, the thing? And be like, hey, oh no, that's not even a slight. The bag is calling. I'm number fifteen. Hey yo, get your money. Don't worry about me. I ain't going nowhere. Uh, shit. Usually when. <clears throat> Reason, whenever reason hits me, name drop, name drop. Yeah, (laughs) whenever, uh, (laughs) don't worry, man. I got a basket right here. We're gonna pick them all up. I got you. (laughs) So, usually, whenever reason hit me, that's probably like the first or Boogie. Boogie will usually call me or FaceTime me, or it'll usually be his producer's daughter, Keezy. Mm -hmm. Um, or whenever J Rock, when he back when he used to FaceTime me. Oh, you get that nigga right away, right? Because he got a he got a blicky waiting for you if you don't. <laughs> I was gonna say, hey, don't, listen, you don't respond that nigga, fast enough. That nigga that might nigga, be in the jungles right nigga now. Nigga responding with the plastic <laughs> green gun. <laughs> hey, nigga, <laughs> you see my text? <laughs> yeah, I hate these other niggas. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. It's Isai Johnny. I know who it is, man. You know, <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I know. I know. Okay. I know. You got to send a voice memo back for that one. <laughs> hey, yo, hey man, I, I saw it. Yeah, I, was I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was in church. Oh, but, um, yeah. I mean, usually, usually that's usually how it goes. I think as far as like producers, I don't know. I'm I'm usually like responsive to my phone if I'm like actually on it or paying attention. But if I know it's just a nigga that's just asking me to do work and it's not even really that much money involved and I just got other shit that I'm doing, I'll probably, like, wait and get to it later. Mm-hmm. Unless if it's any of my niggas. Right. I can't march it. Because, right. you know. Now, let me. It's my guy. You So you may not know the story. So uh, we all <laughs> met through Clubhouse. Uh, out of the four of us, including Simon Producer, a two two have not been met in real life, right? So I've not met Antonio and Cam. We discussed this on the uh, prior episode, right? So all communication has gone through Clubhouse. And I've That's told crazy. this story before. Uh, Cam told me that he raps, right? And just like anybody else who tells me they rap, you know, like the mixtape out the window. Uh, all right, sure. <laughs> whatever. Fuck out of here. You and every other MySpace guy that I met, you know what I mean? So whatever. And then... I went to go listen to it to try to be a supportive Negro, right? 
And one this of the is a first of Negro. <laughs> and one of the first things that come across not being right and stuff like that, and the beat is crazy. And this nigga starts rapping. And I was like, shit's looking kind of good. It's kind of good. So for me, that was that moment, right? But when was it for you that you realized, oh shit, this nigga is special? I gotta, I gotta do some work for him. Because I, I know there's the IE connection, obviously, but like, what was it? What do you? Was it like a track Cam or a is, bar? Cam is drop? blushing. Man, I'm trying hey, to man, think I'm, if it was hey, um, a good interview. <laughs> so I remember the I remember the moment that I felt like we kind of like were like, oh wait, we gonna do some crazy shit together. I think I remember the exact moment myself. I don't know if he does. I think uh, I'm trying to remember what came first. If it was either the Stone Sober album, uh-huh. or if it was when I heard back, um, what's the uh, the interlude? That fucking Khaled ended up using and sampling. Yep, <laughs> the, the one that J Cole was rapping on. Ironically, dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was yeah. the start of the. That was the start of Cam's villain yeah. story. That's that's yeah. why Cam don't fuck with Cole. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's really why Cam He's don't fuck with Cole. He, he won't. That's he won't say it. it, but that's that's why. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> but no, I think I think the moment I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, nigga, we about to we about to go crazy. Like we about yeah, to. Yeah, no, I, I remember that vividly. We were in we were in that yellow ass studio room <laughs> that that, that, that I had, and we were going over beats because we were saying we were going to do a project, like a group project. And Nabian's like going through beats, going through beats, and he plays this sample loop. And I say, yo, I think I got something for this in my notes. And I go to the note. And I spit it, and he's like, "Nah, do that again." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. Shit. He was like, "Nah, this is crazy. This, this is it right here." I think that was the first time it was like, "Click, cling." Like, it bet. like, yeah, nice. no, that was definitely the first time. Um, Nabi, and who was the first artist that made you feel like? Because we all have that moment when we first like getting started, where we think, "I'm on my way already." Like, I thought this was gonna take forever. Who was the first <laughs> artist who hit you up for a beat where you thought, <laughs> "The gravy train, baby, I'm on the way." <laughs> um, V. Tom Hardy. Mm. Yeah, shout out to V. Tom Hardy, man. Where is he at now? Couldn't even tell you. I well, don't yeah, even know if he makes music anymore. That's but wild, man. He, he was one of my favorite rappers on Jamla. But I remember, um, I remember I got a beat to him. I think this was like 2009, 2010, like around the time they first announced Jamla. Mm. And he he ended up going crazy over it. I think Jake is the only other person that's heard the song. I think he has it probably. But <laughs> he was going crazy for three verses. And then, uh, but also, I remember I ended up selling that same beat to this other artist named Cambada. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hear shit about it from Cambada for years. And so it was just chilling there. But I was like, oh, yeah, just to let you know, another artist has it too, but I don't think he's going to use it. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's cool. You know, just, you know, whatever other beats you got, just send it. And I was sending him stuff. None was really connecting like that one. And then next thing I know, he's just not on Jamla. And then the Cambada record comes out. And I remember Ninth was playing it on his, uh, I got, this is back when like Ustream was popping. And Mm -hmm. so Ninth would go on Ustream and be like, oh yeah, like send me links to y'all music. And so I sent him that link and him and Fonte heard that shit and niggas Mm -hmm. went crazy. Yeah. So at what point did you faint? (laughs) Because if that was me, nigga, I'd have passed the fuck out. I think the moment that I heard that shit and he was rocking to it. And then Fonte over here tweeting, oh, yeah, this shit hot as fish grease. I'm like, oh, 
nigga, fish grease. We, I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I know how hot fish grease is. Right. <laughs> I've been, I've been burnt before. <laughs> right. I know what that's I like. Past the stove. <laughs> oh man. So for for those who who may not uh, know, because we have an intimate uh, relationship in terms of your music, those who may not know you or how you started, give people a little bit of a history lesson of how Nobian became the Nobian that is today. Um, where you where you started from? Where you from? Your roots. And, Shout out uh, drive through Delhi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, 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 my no. nigga Tafashe. Tafashe. Oh, how, oh how my the love, goodness. How the love of music uh, really started for you? Damn. So. Well, when did you off, fall in love with hip hop? No, wait, hold on. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. When did you fall in love with hip hop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There it is. Hey. I had oh, it cued. I was ready. Thank you. Thank you. That so um, I was eight years old. My parents had tried to keep me away from hip hop like my entire childhood, but mm. I think what ended up happening. Uh, so I only used to listen to like Michael Jackson, Jackson Five, other Motown artists. So yeah. that's all I was able to listen to all the way up until I was like eight years old. I was waiting for Celebrity Deathmatch to come on. And, um, <laughs> what a show. You yeah. couldn't listen to rap, but they let you watch Celebrity Deathmatch. Bro, match. I will never understand. <laughs> are those clay I people know. ripping each other apart? All right. All right, baby. They're not rapping, are they? You, you better not be listening to Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> Did that character rhyme? Because I swear to God. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nah, fast. that's how it was. And then um, and then Buster Rhymes' Wuha Got You All in Check came on. Hey. And I was Wuhan. like... Yo, what is this? I want that. So, I want that hairstyle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Years later, here we are. But yeah, um, yeah I think I had recorded that uh, on VHS, and I think my dad just caught me like rewinding that shit over and over and playing it back, playing it back. And I think he ended up fucking with the song too. Mm. And he was like, "Yeah, I'll buy you the CD." And I thought he was gonna buy me the coming, but he ended up buying me Extinction Level Event. Mm, okay. And so that was like my first rap CD that I ever got when I was like eight, nine years old. Uh, so that's when I fell in love with hip hop. How I got into making beats. All right, I'm going to try and make this story as quick as possible. So, um, <laughs> now, before you do, we, we've had podcasts that have gone almost four hours. So don't, don't feel, feel don't feel bad don't, if you got to, if you got to go. Don't on. you worry. <laughs> <laughs> say, what, say what's yeah. on your heart, King. This will yeah. not be the this will not be the longest part of this of this podcast. Uh, yeah, trust trust us. You're good. Okay. All right. I promise. So uh my brother, KG, he was uh he was in a rap group in Ghana called KGPM. And they had like they were like the biggest artists in all of Africa at that point, or something along those lines. I don't know. Let him tell it. But um <laughs> he ended up moving to America in two thousand one and he didn't have his producer anymore. And so he was trying to teach himself how to make beats. So he, I think the first uh, drum machine he got was the Dr. Rhythm uh, Bose drum machine. And mm -hmm. that's what he taught me how to make beats on. Cause I was always just curious and I was like, oh, this, this is fun. And so I used to fuck around with it. Then he ended up buying an NPC 2000 XL like a year or two later. Both of those got stolen out of his apartment. And then he got me yeah. into FL Studio in, I was in the eighth grade. This had to have been like 2004. And so I was like messing around with it. I was like, all right, cool. Then I started getting put on to like, I don't even know how I came across Ninth Wonder and like making sample beats. But literally, I got into Ninth Wonder, learned how to make sample beats. And that's when like, 
that's when everything changed for me. I was like, yo, this is like the funnest shit in the world. And I just kept, I just kept doing it from that point on. I realized too, like I had stopped playing video games. I stopped watching TV because mm-hmm. the only thing I wanted to do after I came home from like basketball practice or track practice was make beats. So like mm-hmm. the homies would come over, they'll be playing Smash Bros on the Wii or watching Naruto Mango on the Wii and I'll hey, be in my computer to... making beats. Nice. Yeah, sounds about right. <clears throat> sounds about right. Now, at what point in that journey did you do the crack powder video? That was <laughs> crack powder. Crack powder. <laughs> Let me see. I think that was the early stages of me growing my hair. That was 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I say, I want you to say the first things that come to your mind when I say this. Elite hip hop swordsman. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Your boy. When I say, yeah. All right. Wow. E-H squared. Okay. So back then, that was was a group with me, my bro, Jay Kasai, True Speech, C Sky. And I think, I think the homie Panda was doing all of our artwork for that. But yeah, that was basically like, so, all right. So me and Jay Kasai, we go back to like, second or third grade like he used to live next door to my best friend and that's when i first met him and then but i would only see him when i went over to my best friend's crib and so we ended up going to shannon hills together and then we ended up going to cajon together and so i don't even know how the conversation came about but he found out that i made beats and he was like i rap and i was just like all right let's do something and so i would send him beats he would rap over it you know, sometimes he would come over to the crib and, like, I would make beats for him. Like, I'm so thankful that he was there for that because I know a lot of producers have anxiety and get nervous when they're in the studio with an artist. But because I did that so much with Jay at a young age, before I even, like, really was producing, like, I feel like, you know, I put the time in and that really gave me the skills that I needed to know how to navigate sessions with artists. Nice. Yeah, and that so, was my, that was that was a sin. You 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 followed it without me telling you. I was gonna say, how did that help your development? How do you feel that that being in, uh, a, a part of a group dynamic so early on? How did that help you develop as a producer? Yeah, I mean that was pretty much that. Like, um, yeah. it was it was just dope making music and just hearing somebody rap on my shit. I think that was like the biggest thing because it's like I've been making beats for so many years. Well, not really so many years, but I've been like fucking around on the beats, but I never heard like vocals over my beats. And so mm-hmm. it was just a dope experience just to have like somebody that actually rapped, like rap on my shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Shout out my nigga Jake Asai. Yeah. Fuck you, that uh, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've had, you've had a, a, a really, really established career uh, winning a Grammy. We mentioned earlier uh, with Donda. Um a lot of really good collaborations, including with other producers such as, uh, oh my God, uh, I'm fuck, I'm about to fuck up his name. Uh, <laughs> Please oh do so I can oh, make fun of oh you. Oh gosh, oh gosh, oh, <laughs> oh what? What was that? <laughs> Please do. Go on, continue. Go ahead. The producer, no, oh my God. I don't don't, don't oh stop God. now. Don't no, stop yeah. now. <laughs> don't stop on my account. Go ahead, finish up. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> But do the people know? Do the people know? Do the people know? You know that nigga that you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one nigga you be doing the videos with. Yeah, oh, you know. Man. Him. So 
let me let me cat let me jump in for LA there. <laughs> oh gosh, Leotis. Uh, thank you. I couldn't say the last name for nothing. Oh gosh, Leotis. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead and ask a question. No, yeah, no. That's uh, uh, that's one. And uh, uh, some of the uh, the work, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the work that you've done together with him. <laughs> We're Grammy nominated Grammy winning podcast for the work that you've done with him. <laughs> how did that? How did that link up uh, happen for you? Because it seems like he's one of your favorite people to to really work with. Because you guys seem to make really really special beats when y'all get together. Yeah, that also. Come to the show. Come to the show, by the way. Come to the show next. Yeah. I can fuck up your name in front of you. Right. Please don't. So that was actually uh, facilitated through Jake Asai as well. I remember I was away in college, and he would always tell me, like, oh, there's this, there's this producer out here. Uh, I want you to meet him. He uses FL Studios just like you. And I was, he was like, yeah, I think y'all two would, like, make some dope shit together. I was just like, all right, for sure. And so, uh, finally, I graduated from NAU, 2013, came back home. <clears throat> Jake Asai had me pull over, uh, pull up to his, uh, oh gosh, his crib, and we met, and we just played each other's shit, and literally from that day, like, I think we spent the entire summer making beats together, and mm-hmm. ended up dropping a beat tape, like, a few, a few years after that. It's a black like, attack. Yeah, it's a black <laughs> attack. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, like... Shout out Jay for introducing me, and shout out to Oh Gosh for just being who he is. Because literally, I don't think I would be where I'm at right now in this industry if I never met Oh Gosh. Because, wow. like, after hearing his beats, I was just like, "Yo, like, where are you finding these samples at?" He's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really sample. I just, I just play everything." And mm-hmm. that shit fucked me up. Cause for the longest, I was just strictly boom bap, hip hop producer. You know soulful sample chopping ass nigga and yeah. my brother always used to be like you need to learn how to play the keys you need to learn how to play the keys and i was just like man dilla never had to play the keys or ninth wonder and you feel me like i was a super yeah. super hip-hop elitist backpack nigga so yeah like the moment i met oh gosh i was just like nah i have to learn how to play the keys and literally that's how i got 70 percent of my placements today nice mm-hmm. very nice yeah. oh gosh coming to shows uh, <laughs> Gosh, so get back into the country safe first and foremost. <laughs> right, so, yeah, right now. He was in uh he was in he was in was it Cabo? Yeah, he was in Cabo. Oh, living yeah. a good life. Living, living his good yeah, life. He was on vacation. Yeah, he was on yeah. vacation. Happy for him. Love that for him. Uh go ahead. So I got to meet you through Cam by doing music videos and realizing early on that Cam only does songs that are either produced by you or Oh Gosh. And I was like, that's I've noticed that there's a trend here. Yeah, it's called being fucking schmott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we've had a we've had the opportunity to work on a couple, what two? I think two of the songs that you produce, we've done music videos for. So from your end, when it comes from the conception to the creation of the beat to passing it on to the artist, so on and so forth, until there's an actual finished song music video that's then distributed out, is there like what's the feeling of actually seeing? a baby that you were working on actually born and out. It's a dope feeling just for the fact that like I have luckily, like luckily I've been blessed to not have any trash records in my catalog. Except, <laughs> hey, talk that shit team. <laughs> yeah. Except maybe one, except maybe one that I feel like is trash. You but, don't have to tell us which one is yeah, trash. Don't tell us which Unless one it's is. mine. If it's mine then say it, if it's not, I understand. <laughs> Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. But, but we also got paid a bag for it. So, 
hey. But still, yeah. I'm. But hey. still, it's like I'm at the point where it's like honestly, I don't even care what the bag is like because I have no misses in my catalog and I have to keep it that way. So that makes sense. But, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Alexa, shut up. Uh, you gotta yeah, get so. one. You gotta get one for that. Yeah. One of the mm-hmm. first things I said to Cam when he was trying to, we were trying to think of what songs to make, and I was like, I don't. Unless you're dropping the bag, I don't do music videos for bad songs. And he was like, all right, bet. So then he started sending me all of this stuff. And I was like, God damn, this is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like every single one, it yeah. starts and it's a vibe to the point where it's like, man, I can actually already picture how this can go because the vibe is so dope and it's so so cool. So it's, yeah, it's been fun working on this famous. end of, of your work, you know, not being okay, able to so rap let me- on it, but, you know. Let me ask you this, man, because I know it's not just with me. I just know your personality. Did working with somebody like Jay Kasai or just working with so many rappers early on make it easier for you to tell an artist you're not feeling what they did on your on your beat? Because I don't think you would shy away from telling an artist I think this could be changed or worked on. You'll tell me that in a heartbeat. So do you uh, do you do that in other scenarios? And if so, were you always that comfortable doing that? Absolutely. Well, in the beginning, in the beginning. Who was I actually in with in the beginning? I don't think I really had that situation, except more so with like, because it's like the established artists, like they're already going to do what they're going to do. I haven't really been in the room with many of them, but for the most part, those sessions have always just went smoothly. But whenever I'm in with like songwriters or other, other artists that like aren't major label artists, like usually there's more room that you know more room for critique and it's like just because i've grown as a producer and my ear has grown um i also have a lot more ideas now so now i can really be in there producing the record from start to finish like nah you should do it this way or change this or we should use this as a hook or let's put a bridge right here and here's the melody for that and i'll like sing the melody like i can't sing for shit but i can get the idea out well enough for them to like you know, go ahead and execute it. Right. So you like Swiss beats? You give it. You give a beat and a hook. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gonna get there though. Yeah, we gonna yeah. get there. We, we gonna, we gonna get, get there next. You gonna get all the points. Yeah. <laughs> we gonna get there next. Oh, trust me, man. If I, yeah, if I could write, if I could write, I would have been out of here a long. He could time rap. Ago. Don't let him fool you. He could rap. Don't don't oh, let yeah? him play. You know what I'm saying? I've heard the bars. This nigga's <laughs> this got some some violence in his lyrics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. But speaking of all of your your skill sets and your talents, I don't know if, if the rest of the hosts here know like I do, but you uh, were honestly a few unfortunate situations away from from basically being like an Olympic level athlete for Ghana. Am I correct? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So I did track for eight years. I was like the number one sophomore triple jumper in California. Yeah. Uh, then I got I know halfway through my season, senior year. I got injured, and so I ended up being ranked 10th in all of California, but then wow. ended up going to NAU, went to Nationals. I was ranked 11th in the nation mm-hmm. at a D1. Um, then I went to Academy of Art University and finished out my last season of track there. And that season, or literally that summer, I was supposed to compete for Ghana at the Commonwealth Games and the African Athletic Championship meet. And wow. I tore my meniscus at the national meet, or at Damn. the national track meet. Yeah. Mm. 
And yeah, I was just like, well, and like he I, said, these beats. <laughs> feel me? That was pretty God much did. that. God did. God did. God did. And you know that 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 nigga you made with that that's good with the music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's running a lot. Did you? Oh <laughs> fuck! We, we slow that down. Hey, uh, <laughs> speed up the beats. Um, pull the min- pull the meniscus. <laughs> so that's you got pull you got your degree in music, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I got my master's degree in uh, basically film scoring. But that wasn't always the plan, right? That wasn't what you originally started going to school for, right? Nah, I originally started going to school. So undergrad, I started off doing uh, computer information systems. Mm-hmm. I took that first programming class, and I was like, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nah. And it sucks, too, because, like, nigga, being African, like, I didn't have a choice of what degree I wanted to go. I didn't even have a choice of whether I wanted to go to college or not. Literally, right. like, my last semester of senior year, they're like, what college are you going to? And mm-hmm. I'm just like. I don't know, maybe I want to go to Valley College for two years because the track house, they're like, no. You are not, you are not going to Valley College. You are, yeah. you are leaving this place. And so <laughs> I ended up getting a scholarship to NAU, and they were like, okay, what do you want to study? I was like, I want to do music. They were like, no, you can do nursing or you can do engineering. <laughs> and I was like, well, I kind of like computers, so I'll do computer engineering. Hated that shit. It was a tough conversation to have for them, but they were just like, okay, you could do music for your master's, do something else you have interest in. And so I ended up changing my major to electronic media and film with a focus on film production and a minor in photography. Nice. And then I ended up getting my master's for film scoring, music for commercials, and video games. Oh, okay. Very dope. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have to definitely ask so, you a couple of yeah, so couple about of film, moving So questions. about film scoring. We'll talk later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll talk later. Uh, say less. Say less. It's getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do want to dive in a little bit into some movie stuff because I know you might not be around for entertainment time. But uh, real quick, my last my last music questions for you: uh, the way you make produce music now, does it feel different when you listen to music today? Like, are you analyzing music while you're listening to it, or are you just trying to vibe like is it hard for you now to listen to certain music because you're like oh that arrangement i could have fixed that or oh man that melody is not quite where it probably should be or this pocket is not really hitting the way it probably could like or are you just able to just unblock all of that and just kind of just listen to just for what the project is are we talking about my music or yeah like when you're just just listening to music in general music music in general music in general Yeah. yeah music in general i just accept it as is but if it's just something that just annoys me so much to the point that it's just like unbearable, that's when it's like, okay, this could have been done differently or they should have had this section on this section. Cause yeah. it'll also be other times. Cause like I, I hear melodies a lot in my head. So it'll, there'll be times where like I'm listening to a song and they're singing a melody and my mind is telling me that, Oh, this melody is coming next. And then it doesn't. And that sort of like ruins the experience for me. At times, but that that usually rarely happens. Outside of that, I just accept the music for what it is. Okay. And my my last my last music question is, uh, who is it that you haven't worked with yet that you want to work with, and why is it Cisco? <coughs> Go. Uh, shit. Cisco, so lonely. Listen, just for the fact this this man was on the beach walking on top of females, running across them. Like, that's, that's, a, that's some legendary, legendary shit. He unleashed a dragon way before. He's uh, the goat, man. Mm-hmm. Before many did. 
He's about to switch the Five industry again. Yeah, hey, no, I promise you, if I ever get in the, in the lab with Cisco, I'm I'm bringing him back. But seriously, though, who have, I don't know if you've thought about it or you have like a list. I know some people in your position, sometimes they kind of put like a little. Uh, I mean, honestly, who, if I'm who, being just who, real, who, who? if I'm being real honest, who's left? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a lot of artists out there. There's a lot of but artists. I mean, out there. like, I, feel I mean, you like work with some of the biggest. The, yeah, you I feel like he checked the, the, the sure. one of the biggest ones on his list was Nas. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I know there's one that he wants to work with that I feel like I haven't done enough to facilitate because I think I could probably do a better job of facilitating that. <laughs> um, go ahead and say it. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, the top three that I have to have in my catalog before for my legacy. Mm-hmm. Nas already got that exhibit. All right. The fact and that Buster we haven't Rhymes. got you exhibit is fucking crazy. It annoys me that we haven't got you exhibit. Yeah, yeah. man. It's, um, it's, he's he's yeah. right there. He's yeah, like, yeah right there. honestly. Turn uh, around. Yeah, it's coming yeah. soon, though. He's yeah. already looking at your vehicle. Yeah. He's right there. Right, yeah, it might be. That was also one of the moments when me and Nabi and knew. I think that was the new moment we knew. I'm gonna fuck with this nigga forever. Is when we realize how much we love Exhibit's Restless album, bro. We, we listened to that album on, <laughs> on the way to the bay, dog. On I remember that. Bay. We drove to the bay to do some music related shit, and we put that album on like, yo, this the one, right? I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> this <is> crazy. <laughs> He's the only other nigga I know who I could be like, yo, Exhibit. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do no exhibits uh, slander on the timeline. Nope, either. nope, nope, nope. Exhibit a legend. Uh, but yeah, Buster, I feel like I could probably do a better job of facilitating that. Shout out to to Rockwaller. Shout out to that man. He's in Atlanta right now, actually. So mm-hmm. I feel like I could do a better job. I'm gonna try, man. I'm gonna try, man. Please, <laughs> I'm gonna try to facilitate the Buster feature. I, I need, I need the Buster. I need the Buster record. Mm. Yeah, that's that'll be. I mean, that's the that's the one. That's what got you into the into the to hip hop. Yeah. So nah, yeah. facts. Gotta add that to the to the. Well, he's gonna interlude at the very least. Nah, I need a full track. I need a full 16. I need a full record. Oh, oh, <laughs> full record. Just right. him. Yeah. Just him. Just right. him. Unless right. if I get a Busta Rhymes and Exhibit record, I'll retire, I'll retire one that record, day. Right? They've yeah. done one record, right? They've they only done tough guy. Bus X, are you listening? If you're listening, you heard it here first on the Do the Wrong Thing podcast. It's uh, just me please. and Leo gotta me and Leo gotta use our resources better. Man, <laughs> we please. both we both are right. Now. Well, how do you think I feel? I ain't got my exhibit feature yet. <laughs> These niggas out here getting exhibit features. <laughs> I, I ain't got my feature. Yo, yeah, <laughs> that shit is actually crazy. Oh man, I, I ain't even met. Him. I gotta meet that nigga, bro. I got. Is he at Thought Fest this year? We going to Thought Fest. And we gonna we gonna raise hell, bro. <laughs> We gonna raise hell. I'm gonna get this nigga into Thought Fest with this this crazy lineup of hip hop people, and we gonna go crazy. Cause you've already you've met Ninth in person, right? You've met Ninth. Yeah, I met Ninth. Had a conversation. We was at uh, they came to L. A. randomly to do some show, and it was like mm-hmm. all the Jamla artists. My nigga Ruben Vince was there. My nigga Ian Kelly, Rhapsody Vincent is crazy. By the way, <clears throat> that nigga is crazy. Yeah. So went back to the green room so i wasn't expecting that nigga to be as tall as he is he's like six four six five. Oh damn or something oh, like damn. that yeah he's he's definitely taller than me i know that much yeah. and, and navian's yeah. not a short nigga so <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's not a short nigga so and so yeah you know it was just back to chopping it up he's a cool dude and uh i'm gonna be seeing him soon possibly i can't speak under what circumstances of course. but you guys will 
know about it when I already know I'm gonna know I'm a, <laughs> yeah. I'm on speed dial baby you let me know what's going on so I could I could go crazy alongside y'all for that same reason you feel me that's what I'm here to do I got my pom poms ready at all times to support my niggas and cheer it up you feel me yes sir yes sir that's, that's, never, that's never a problem never a problem I do want to say before we wrap up the interview portion I don't think y'all understand how hard working this nigga is he's one of the hardest working people I fucking know this nigga was just consistently just like in the boonies of the Inland Empire of a city known as Beaumont and would just drive his ass to LA like every day. Like that's a regular ass commute, nigga. Just yeah, to get for people into- who don't know, Beaumont and LA are not close. They are polar opposites. <laughs> they are okay? not close. And this nigga was driving there every they day. Are far working to get any opportunity he could to the point now that when i go places and i know Navian's gonna be there i'm i'm worry free because Navian go walk in a room and everybody gonna greet Navian like he's the nigga with the varsity jacket on <laughs> after the football game because Navian he's he's built that rapport like people know this man for a reason it's not just he doesn't he didn't just kiss ass to get where he's at he put the work in to get where he's at man he put the work in day in and day out and still does it he hustled to get where he's at he don't want to work a day job he refuses to re- go back to Nike despite the fact that I need these discounts. This man hey, is man. hard working. I think that's one of his biggest motivations. I ain't going back to Nike. Nah, facts. <laughs> bro, as much as I love, bro, I was fucking up my Nike check at Nike, dog. Look at what I was. Same. The exact same. Bro, I got so many goddamn shoes. It's crazy. Like, and it's, it was bad too because, like, I used to really be like a shoe head. Like I used to always love SB Dunks, but back then I was just too broke and couldn't get them. You know, yeah. broke college student. So, um, you know, finally I got a job. I'm just like, damn, I can't spend nothing here at Nike. I just gotta, I just gotta chill. So for the first month, like they would just be looking at my shoes, like, yeah, those Air Maxes from like 2013. Like you're not, gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna buy nothing. I'm just like, nah, you know, I'm cool. Uh, I bought, bitch. <laughs> right. I bought one headband and it was a wrap. <laughs> it was a it was a wrap after that. The dog. floodgates were open. Nah, you know Navia make beast? The headband ass nigga? <laughs> <laughs> nigga with the headband? With the, 20, with the 2013 Air Maxes? <laughs> nah, bro. That I felt like that was like I'm a low point of I felt like that was a low point in my life too. Like I didn't even tell niggas that like who I produce for. I'm just like it's just it's just crazy. Like, damn, nigga, you produce for Drake, you produce for Rich the Kid, you produce for this person. Talk. Why are you working at Nike? It's like, hey, man, this industry. Niggas don't they, understand the game. The game. <laughs> the me? game is the game. It, yeah, and that's just what it is. That was also like my little uh, dose of reality when it comes to the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. There's no magic pill to this shit, especially for producers. It's it's a lot worse. For producers, because it's very easy for producers to get swept under the rug and mm-hmm. they get credit taken for their work. And even when they get their moment, you might not even know it's their moment because somebody else gets to put their name on it, even if they didn't do anything on it. And that's, a, that's a cold fucking game to be a part of and mm-hmm. to deal with. Yeah. Uh, especially as any type of artist we all go through that artistic man fuck this shit man I'm gonna throw it all away man <laughs> so so imagine you finally get your moment where your shit is playing somewhere and they like produced by Jazzy Faye and you're like nigga what <laughs> <laughs> it's Jazzy Fizzle <laughs> Product Shizzle oh, Collaborin Gel <laughs> like, you, you would be hot as shit like you would be mad but Real ones, pr- real ones prosper. They they fight through it, and that's what Navian did, and that's why he, that's what he's still doing. He's still he's still climbing up, man. And now you you've had the ability to go and work 
in Ghana with other artists, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And you've done mad media out there. They they love this nigga. This nigga be on like Channel Four out there. <laughs> they, they love the this hometown nigga out hero. There. Listen, your boy low-key a celebrity and shit out there. You feel me? Hey, yeah, I walk in, I'm they like, hey, you, hey. You, had, you, had, you on TV, right? Like, yeah, I, I might have been. You might have seen him. <laughs> you might have seen the boy. Yeah, you, yeah not nominated for, for Kanye. Will you, will you sign these 2013s? These <laughs> 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 Maxes? <laughs> yes, Please. Yes. So when you go out there, you get to work with some of the like the top artists out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sal Corday, he's the biggest rapper in Ghana. When I um, went out there this last time, he had me pull up to his crib. We didn't even do music. We chopped it up about the industry for, like, four or five hours and, like, mm-hmm. about both of our industries because, you know, like, the African market and their industry is very different than how it is in America. And even, like, just through that conversation, I just learned so much as... I just learned so much about how Nigerians are as people and how us Ghanians are as people. And it was... It was I'll just say it was very insightful. Yeah. Very insightful. So, yeah. Shout out Sark. It's a legend right there. So, shifting away from music a bit, uh, we have a segment on the show called Entertainment Time, which we're not doing right now. But uh, I kind of want to get a, a beat. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're uh, into any shows or movies right now, but is there anything, any favorites that you kind of want to throw out? Or that you've seen recently? Anything you watched recently that you kind of... This nigga's been watching been, the bag, nigga. And it's on, he's got it on repeat, nigga. Back. It's on every channel. It's on every channel. Yeah, man. Y'all see the Skytech uh, commercial I did? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's never mind. Don't even worry about that. But um, <laughs> we ain't got to. Yeah. We ain't got to talk about that. We ain't, ain't got to talk about that. that. But um, yeah. What have I been watching? So I have been trying to catch up. And understand what the fuck is going on in the Marvel universe. So I think I'm on, yeah, because I'm a nigga that doesn't watch. Like I have a degree in films, and I just don't watch movies. I don't watch TV. So like I'm just trying to. Hold on, I need a. What's the what's the joke? What's the joke here? What's the joke? You know what? <laughs> listeners, readers, readers, if you if you if you if you're listening right now, take your hand off the wheel because I know you can't believe what the fuck just happened. I know, I know you're gonna think that all oh, these niggas set this up. I promise you, we did it. <laughs> I swear, the silent producer is on the floor. I swear to God, <laughs> we didn't fucking do it. We, it was unprompted. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, Nabi, one thing about this podcast if, is Lord on high. Just deliver this to us. Just... If one thing's for show, two things for certain. One thing about us is we gonna have an argument about Marvel because LA is a he's the resident Marvel stan. Marvel stan, yeah. And me and Antonio are kind of we. You guys are comic books, y'all. See, you see, no, no. See the thing is, no. See, no. That was that nigga. Don't put us. I said that we're the we're the skeptics on some of the stuff that Marvel be doing. We don't we don't agree with everything that they do just from like if it's actually good movies or not, like the process they take. We're not always a fan of it, and LA is gonna tie that cape on. And he gonna Facts. ride, yeah. and our our poor silent producer just be so annoyed. Just to sit there and take it. <laughs> he just, just gotta sit, sit back and it. listen. So it's really funny that you said that. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you go back, go back in the catalog, not being I promise <laughs> it's gonna be. If you still taking long drives or long flights, if you are taking a flight to Ghana, throw on the Do the Wrong Thing podcast. I will warn you, they will get tired of you on that plane because you will be laughing <laughs> out loud. <laughs> Say less. Uh, but uh, okay, so we will reserve our critiques. But what have you watched in the MCU that's brought you joy? 
Um, what are the tiers called? It's like phase. Are they called? Are phase. they called phases? Phases. Yeah, yeah. phases. All right. Yeah. So, I've definitely seen a lot of stuff in phase four, but mm-hmm. I'm also like I was completely lost as to like what the fuck is actually going on. I'm just watching the movie just from a, oh yeah, this was shot well. Like I love this angle, and like so mm-hmm. I'm not really understanding the story. So I went mm-hmm. back, and I think now I'm on like phase three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think that's where we're at with it. What are they on, like, phase five now? They're still on phase four. No, I think they're getting into phase five. What, what is yeah. She-Hulk? Is She-Hulk, like, phase... Phase five, if I'm not mistaken. Four? Oh, excuse me. South Houston Square. Four, four is where still phase four. Yeah. All right, yeah. So, I got to... Yeah. yeah. You have a favorite right now? To... Nah. I mean, Loki was fire. I fuck with Loki. That okay. show was fire. Okay. I liked WandaVision. Uh, as far as a favorite movie... I fuck with Doctor Strange. Really? Okay. The first yeah. one. The first one, yeah. Okay. You haven't you haven't seen the second one yet? No, I saw the second one. You saw the second one? Did you like the yeah. second one? Yeah. I fuck with the second one. I'm so, I, but, but I, I think I like this I think I like the first one more. I'm happy for you. It's gonna be it's gonna be real fun when you get around to our review. <laughs> I think it's. Um, I think yeah, it's. I'm about to go back and listen to this. <laughs> it's you a really sign are. of how locked in this nigga is. When this nigga is so locked in, he's like Marvel. <laughs> Money, nigga. <laughs> I ain't watching none of that, nigga. What? Oh, I'm after these bags, nigga. Y'all go to these little premieres if you want to. Got nah, this I had tight. Literally, the only time I watch anything is when I'm on my way to sleep, and so mm. it's like, okay, I'm done making. I'm tired of making music for the day. Let me just lay my ass down, and I'll watch a movie or some anime for all of like 30 minutes, and then. Wake up the next day and make beats again. Okay. Nobby What's the, the last anime wa- uh, you watched? Yeah, anim- uh, Nobby and fucks with anime for sure. Okay. Uh, I've been watching Tekken. <clears throat> oh, the ah, Tekken yeah, one on, on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah it's it actually really good. Yeah. Too short. Yeah. Too way too short. Uh, but it's actually really really well produced. I still gotta check that out. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty tight. Nobby is the one who told me to watch Baki. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm. It's one of the only. Shout out to shout out to uh, Prince, uh, fan of the show. Uh, it's the only anime DVD I own. The original Baki. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wait, yeah. the the Baki the Grappler? From like when he started when yeah. he was 13 years old? Or yes. this is some other shit? Yes. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. Baki the Grappler, the original one, yeah. Before yeah, Netflix picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, somebody had actually told me to go back and watch. Wait, no, no, no. I think I was trying to do research on Baki because I'm mm-hmm. like, why the fuck they keep mentioning this tournament? And yeah. then I was like, oh, there's some whole other shit. So yeah, went back yeah, and watched yeah. Baki the Grappler, fell in love with that shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you have you picked up a Vinland Saga that's on Netflix? Mm-mm. That's a good one. Def- <clears throat> definitely yeah, check, check that, that one out. out. Vinland Saga good. is crazy. Vinland Saga? It's a Vinland Saga, like uh, V-I-N-L-A-N-D. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to write that in my notes. Have you checked Man, out uh, Demon Slayer? I keep falling asleep on like episode four like mm. every time i'm on twitter and i see like the craziest action scenes i'm like damn what is that that's demon slayer. and niggas are like it's demon slayer i'm just like fuck how long till i get to that part and so I, if you want episode I, four he must have just got to that dude to like train yeah yeah and okay. i probably seen like episode four or five but it's like i can never i just can't make it past those episodes like it's it just feels slow to me. Like, it feels like it's starting off slow, but that's how yeah. Hunter Hunter also felt. And yeah. that shit just was, like, it just crack. ended up being incredible. Yes. Fucking crack, so, yeah. 
I just got to just really just sit my ass down and just take a day to watch it. And I'm not doing shit. Big facts. Uh, last movie thing. What's your favorite movie score? And then on, on a, as, as an aside, what's your favorite Disney movie score? Disney movie movie score. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what my favorite Disney movie movie score is, but I know my favorite movie score. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ludwig Goranson, uh Creed. Okay. <clears throat> Shout very out nice. to the, very the great section. white hope, Ludwig Goranson. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah. out to him. That man's he produced, crazy. He's produced uh, the new, the, I guess it's called Prologue for Black Panther 2. Yeah, he did um, Black Panther, so that makes sense. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, so he's, so he's Any, working with Tim's. Yeah, so, yeah. so anytime, uh, him and what's the the other director's name that did Fruitville Station? Ryan Coogler. Coogler. So it's like yeah. So <clears throat> who else did Yeah, anytime that he's directing a movie, Ludwig is scoring it. It's like the artist producer relationship. Anytime. Right. You know, you would hear 21, it would be Metro or mm-hmm. Future and so-and-so or Ninth yeah. Wonder and Rhapsody. So, yeah. Okay. So anytime anytime Ludwig's scoring some shit, like, I'm all ears. Awesome. Uh, so I don't have any more questions. Cam, Antonio, you got anything more for Nabia? Nothing I can talk about on the pod. <laughs> 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 Antonio, you got anything for him? No? Okay. Uh Navian, so here here is your, your getaway ticket. All right. We're gonna get in we're gonna <laughs> get can, into some topics. You can escape. All right. Now if you wanna stick around just hit just, mute. Yeah, if you wanna stick around and just listen to the rest of the pod, you're more than welcome. If you feel like you wanna chime in, you're more than welcome. But listen listen every all the readers, all the readers out there, everything from here on out has nothing to do with the opinions and concerns of Navian. This is all <laughs> the wrong thing. Yeah, Navian has no Listen, I'm I'm a ratchet nigga, so to save myself from getting myself in trouble mm-hmm. in any way, I'm gonna bow out gracefully. But when does this podcast come out so I can peep the rest of this? Well, that's up to the silent producer at this point. That's we're our already silent late. producer. Yeah. We're already we're late. Already, we, were, we we had some scheduling. You remember Sunday? We had some scheduling conflicts, <laughs> so we couldn't do it on Sunday. So uh, yeah. whenever we, the silent producer can whip it up, you know. Yeah, but we'll we're, have we're, I will have we'll have Cam shoot you the direct direct link. Oh yeah, you already know I'm gonna send it to you as soon as it's, oh, yeah. as soon as it's out. All right, yeah, but in the meantime, you know you can you know catch a couple of early episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah of course, but, uh, Nobian, Let the folks know where they can find you, man. Yeah, y'all can find me any and everywhere at Nabian. N-A-B-E-Y-I-N. I am on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. Black Planet. No, you're not. No, you're not. Oh, no, yeah. you're not. That was, that, was, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> See? Yeah. Listen, I'm... Um. Just find me on. Go ahead. Just find yeah. Just find me on Yeah, it does it for you, right? It does it for you, right? Yeah, we seep we seep into your soul somehow. Speaking of Apple Music, for for all the for for all the people out there who want to do like a quick insight for Navian and the things he's done, Apple Music actually gave him a behind the boards segment on Apple Music. So if you want to check out what he's done, who he's worked with, things that he's involved with. Please, please, please check that out. Uh, I'll be again, sure to shoot the, the link to that to Bane so we can add it to the yeah we'll add it the, to the podcast you know to the description perfect, so people perfect. can check that yeah. out and we'll throw you know it we'll throw it up on the on the socials as well. And so, so all you any uh, any aspiring artists producers who want to reach out to Navi and his email is backthefuckup at gmail <laughs> Go ahead and uh, you know what I'm saying send all your music there. We'll re- promptly respond to you as soon as we get to it with a lot of a lot of submissions. 
Yeah. Awesome. Thank, thank you again for giving us our, our music. We, we've been using it since season one. It's uh, really done us a lot of justice. Oh, yeah. No problem. No problem. Thank you all for having me on the pod. I yeah, of course. Man. Of course. This has, yeah. been, this has been great for us. Give him, give him some applause, sound producer. Give him some applause. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all of that. All of that. Run that, run that up, run that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them yeah, flowers, yeah. get them flowers, get them flowers. Yep. All right. So sticking with the music train, uh, some great music came out. We got to go to commercial. Nigga. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> but before, there. before we do, we're going to go to the break, and we'll be right back. We're back. Officially. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be back. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out again to Navi, and thanks again for, uh, for, for showing up. Uh, appreciate you. Grammy, uh, once again, Grammy nominated and Grammy winning podcast. Thanks to that, nigga. So appreciate you. Um, flowers all day, friend. Uh, so getting back into music, music drop, JID, Khaled. Which one do we want to talk about first? Which one did you niggas listen to? I listen to both. <laughs> Shout out to Brother Me. <laughs> Antonio. Listen to both projects. I know you listen to Khaled. I only listen to Khaled. Oh. Okay, so I guess we can talk about JID first. He said, "Get your little, <laughs> get your little rapidy raps the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> your little razzmatazz, <laughs> your little spherical lyrical miracles. <laughs> get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> Who's shaking their uh, ass to this? <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. <laughs> I really, I really like DiCaprio too. This, this, I feel like his his really coming out party." This album is really good. It's really well produced, and it cements him as the uh, front runner for Dreamville, in my opinion. Um, having people, I, keep me honest, Cam. I don't know if you know this or not. Is Earth Gang officially a part of Dreamville, or are they just like a part of Squad? They're a part of Dreamville. They are part of Dreamville. Mm-hmm. So out, out, being that it's just JID by himself, not in a group, right? They were in a group single, before. That's the thing. Right. Earth, yeah, Earth, I'm just saying village, that village, Earth Gang, fucking. It was Earth mm-hmm. Gang. It's fucking. It's Jid. It was Black. It was. Uh, uh, wow. I feel so bad because I'm forgetting her name right now. Even though she wouldn't do the feature for me when I asked for it. Um, <laughs> it starts with an M or an N. I really feel bad. You know what I'm talking about. You heard the Spillage Village album. They were all like a clique in Atlanta, and then they just kind of mm. separated a little bit to kind of. They've all gotten their shine, so it's really dope. I think he's the single best artist on Dreamville's roster currently right now. I don't think he's better than Boz. I'm single. Well, is Boz, isn't Boz a part of a group? No, Boz is no? solo. Oh, I thought. Oh, Boz is solo. Yeah. I guess I haven't heard it. I haven't listened to enough of Boz to really make. You didn't listen to the Milky Way seen, album? No, I haven't. Yeah, I've seen. No, I've seen yeah, a couple. Please, I've seen a couple. I, please I'll go back in. and listen to it. Yeah, please. I, I think no, I've only seen do. a couple of videos for him. Boz is crazy. No, I know Boz is good, but I mean, I haven't listened to a whole body of work, so I'll go back. He just he makes he makes songs, he makes records, like he yeah yeah he's insane. But this is I this is a clear progression for JID in my opinion, and uh, you're right, he is a a rapidy rap ass nigga. Just like I I know we didn't discuss it, but 2000 from Joey Badass also came out, which I really did enjoy too. And he's also like a rapidy rap ass nigga. Uh, Oh, you don't like you don't like 2000, or you don't like Joey Badass. (laughs) <laughs> like so like you know how when you play Tekken right okay. and you I'm, see I'm curious to see where this is going you see Paul uh, have you ever picked Paul it's funny you say that I can't wait till you watch the anime now that you mentioned this but I, I have played with Paul but to be fair 
I've uh, I've never played Tekken at home. I've only played at the arcade, so I, I've just gone through. You get what I mean, right? Yes, I get what you mean. Paul's not their first choice. That's he's just there's that guy. He's got moves. He's in the game. <laughs> that's that's Joey Badass to me. Even though Joey Badass wrote Rockstar for Post Malone. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. but I just I, as far as like just rap, like if he's rapping, rapping, which is kind of like his calling card, which is what kind of got him to where he was at. I've never yeah. been that impressed by Joey Badass as a rapper. Yeah, I mean, I think Joey gets oddly enough, I think he gets a knock on him for sounding too much like an a '90s artist. Probably. I mean, but it's a good. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it's a good to have, but I think. People have used that as a deterrent for him in order in order for him to like achieve stronger mainstream musical success. I think he has enough success in the industry in terms of like all the things he's doing. But I think musically, I think it's something that's been a hindrance for him, especially with the ever changing sound of like how music and hip hop is right now. But back to JID, I think JID blends all of those things really well in terms of like sounding like somebody who's lyrical. Uh, and also somebody who's put like a really good production album together. So in in terms of like what Dreamville has, I think their I think their roster is really good, and JID was really solid on the album. Uh, Cam, what about you? Jid <coughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> is an incredible rapper. He's one of the best pure rappers going right now, as far as like flows, pockets, schemes, yeah. shit like that. Jid is incredible. Mm-hmm. Jid can't make a project to save his life. <laughs> you didn't like the project? No, I've never liked a Jid project. It's wow. It always starts out for me. I, I did. Well, I didn't. Nah, I can't say that. It, it usually starts out like, "Yo, he's rapping on this single. He's rapping." Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. one fifty one rum on the last project, the red rum shit. He was going crazy. He's mm-hmm. rapping. He's rapping. Yeah. This project mm-hmm. starts. He, he had uh, "Dance Now" was one of the first singles on there. Was, he's rapping. Yeah. He's rapping. Radar it starts the project with Radar. He's rapping. He's rapping. Uh, crack sandwich. Oh, he's going crazy. He's rapping. He's rapping. Crack sandwich was in. That's was the best insane. song on the album, by the way. Yes, um, 100%. He overdid the flow. The beat switches. The beat switches were overdid on this project because some mm-hmm. of the beats weren't even good beats, and it just kind of felt the novelty was gone when almost every other song had a beat switch for no reason. Uh, mm-hmm. And just the songs, they just didn't feel. They just felt like I felt like I was just. It felt like I was finishing the album to finish it, not because I was actually enjoying the music. Mm-hmm. Is he Jamal Crawford? I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> like, you know, some people, people love Jamal Crawford, but there's a reason why Jamal Crawford comes off the bench because he's not he's not going to give he's you not a complete player. Thirty. He's not going to give you 38 quality minutes, but he'll give you yeah. 15 really good ones. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's a that's a pretty good analogy. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely a guy who's going to come in. He's going to get buckets. He's going to wow you. He can give you the flash. Um, there is substance there, but you it just doesn't hit the way it should hit. There are some yeah. rappers who I listen to and I'm like, damn, like they're not saying shit that isn't doesn't have weight to it. It just doesn't feel like there's weight to it. And I think the reason why it doesn't feel like there's weight to it is because Jid's vocal style and his delivery is flashy. So yeah. when you don't I deliver mean, you your shit, features, when you don't deliver your killing. shit with a certain slowdown and conviction, it makes it harder to feel the impact of what you're saying. Like if you if you're dancing around and they're telling you about my family went through this and my family went through that. It was like, okay, well, slow down and let the people feel <laughs> the punch of what you're saying. Yeah. And then move on to your next line. But his style is so attacking, it takes away from the the weight. Like when you listen to Eminem's early shit, right? Mm-hmm. Before he started going overly crazy and overly spherical, lyrical, miracle, and double time, triple times, and 
overcomplicated flows. When you listen to a song like Rock Bottom, you feel what he's saying. You listen to uh, uh, you listen to uh, if I had if I had the the if I had song like you if you feel what he's saying. There's weight behind that because you can slow down and hear what he he slowed down so you can hear what he's saying. He's not overpacking everything. When you overpack right. your content into a, an area, it makes it harder to feel it emotionally. In my opinion, yeah. And that's why I feel like some of his tracks, where even where he's giving you content, the weight is 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 off, because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't hit the way it should. Mm-hmm. But I'm broke, so what the fuck do I know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, mean, no, I won't I, be I, I won't be running the album back. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I like Radar. I, I like Crack I Sandwich. It a couple times. Yeah, I was okay. Was I didn't even think I I didn't really like uh, Dance Now that much. I like that other Lucy he put out. What was it uh, like? What was it called? 20 something or like 30 something he was just going crazy he was just spazzing was just sure. but i, uh, I could have been yeah. i could be wrong with this. there there was a flow in there that sounded very similar to down bad or i might just been tripping um, all his flows sound similar to down bad if i'm keeping it a beat with <laughs> you but that's not a bad thing it's a great flow no like, no I mean? but it's like, amazing he killed it on that yeah that but track. jid has a style it's very distinct to him and mm-hmm. to him and the the earth gang dudes because they all came up around one another yeah, and it's a dope style. I feel like the the disconnect for Earth Gang is like, so are y'all gonna stop trying to be Andre three thousand now? Well, didn't he or... diss Andre three thousand on on the track? Who one of the niggas Earth Gang? Yeah, not that I recall. I, I don't know if it. Was, I don't know if I don't. It probably was. It wasn't like a direct attack, but I think maybe they had gotten. I guess we all swing at our father at one point, but I don't know. It <laughs> sound way too much like him to try to diss him. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean the influence of Outkast is clearly baked into the things that they do. They sound. I don't think that's just. It's like if they was just two Kroger style Andre three thousands in a group together. <laughs> that's Earth Gang, and they're, they're yeah. they make solid music, but they do. I don't know. I really enjoy Earth Gang a lot. I like. I really like their. I, I, uh, their I ain't gonna go. Project. I ain't gonna go that 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 heavy. I, I mean, I I enjoyed the. I've, I've run that previous project, a but lot. I like what they do, and I like Jid a lot. And I'm just I'm. Just, and one of the homies texts me after he listened to the project, man, he frustrates the hell out of me because <laughs> we had like the same thought. Like I was hoping this was going to be the one that made niggas go, it's Jid, motherfucker. And I'm like, this isn't different yeah. than Black Deca- uh, than, uh, you know, uh, DiCaprio. Young DiCaprio too. Like it's not different to mm-hmm. me. It, there's no real. There was a lot of production value on DiCaprio too that I just couldn't get behind, uh, which is odd because drama did that one, right? I usually really he like doesn't produce. drama. He, all drama's doing if drama's on that project is he's yelling. Or he's talking. <laughs> he doesn't actually influence yeah. the direction of the project in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that to be to that to that point, I've enjoyed a lot of what drama has put out. Right, whatever his name's attached to, usually is good product. But DiCaprio two was kind of lackluster for me. So I guess because of that, and going to what his new album is was a better progression that I was anticipating or hoping for at least. But um, yeah, no, that's that's it. Um, yeah. I, speaking of definitely uh, fuck with Jid, uh, but I just didn't really. I just, I just I'm still waiting for that album to to me so I can just throw it into people's faces like this the one right here. <laughs> and speaking of Earth King, I was just listening to uh, Top Down not that long ago. God, what a, I fucking love that song. Um, so on to the next project, uh, DJ Khaled. God did. God did. Uh, uh, man, what a if if any if there is anything about DJ Khaled, the man is a master promoter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I didn't even know this you, album was coming pro- out. I ain't gonna watch. <laughs> you did it? I saw it the song in- came out. Like, I saw people talk about a new J-verse, and I searched the song. I was like, oh, look, hey, this is new J-verse. And I sent it to Kasai. And Kasai was like, oh, shit, they dropped the album. I was like, is it an album? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Um, it's a lot of tracks. 
It's a lot yeah. of tracks, but I want to. There's there's one on there in particular, or I guess an artist on there in particular that I feel has kind of rose above the rest. Yeah. And I don't know if you're gonna guess who. Do you know who I'm gonna say? Twenty One Savage. Twenty One fucking Savage, man. This nigga has really elevated himself above his peers, in my personal opinion. That nigga is different on these songs, right? Like, I get, you know, I understand. I've been uh, listening uh, more to people like Roddy and um, Gunna and stuff like that. And their songs are enjoyable, but I do not feel them to the point to where, like, I want to spin their albums. When 21 Savage drops another project, I will fucking tune the fuck in. He killed it. A lot of his verses were the best verses, not just on the song, but on the album, Yeah, in my personal opinion. Uh, so that nigga is really, really on a, like another level. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, I think the album is good. I feel it's a little bloated, but I mean, outside of that, it's not one that I don't think I can consume over and over again. I did like three spins of it, and I was like, all right, I've, I've had enough. I, there's a couple of these I pull and keep, but I don't know if I could like spin it back over and over again. Uh, what about you? Uh, God did. <laughs> I think it's produced really well. Like I don't have no problem with uh, the production value of it. There's all. one song I still haven't heard the com- complete song, complete you know the entire song, and I won't mm. ever. <laughs> Which one? Tra- track number. Tra- track number three. <laughs> track number three. <laughs> track number three. <laughs> you know what track three is, nigga. Track number three. It's hurt Kanye and a certain hook, Detroit rapper. It's Kanye and a certain Detroit rapper on the record together. That album, is, that album is not good. I mean, not that album. That, that, that song is not good. Look, the hook was fine. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> Let's that, just leave it at that. that. That song is terrible. Let's just leave it at that. That song is fucking trash. I'm sorry. If you don't want to listen uh, to me, rap like this every single song. They don't, they don't mix well together. They, they did on forever. Eminem, Eminem has a very specific, unique style, and he's never mm-hmm. really ever evolved or changed. That's not true. So unless that's he not true. The, he because he evolved into this, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he did he's, have a. He's he gone had a, back in the cocoon. He had a, he had a style that was back. actually good. If you go back, what I was, no, what I'm saying is that ch- that change was was while he was still on top, and as like the years passed, he hasn't like adapted to anything. And I, I don't know. He's if basically into- he's basically changed into a less listenable version of the verse on Forever. I agree. Well, I don't know if we're going to get into each song, but like to compare him to someone else, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily. I guess I'll call them peers in that they were kind of like at the top at around the same time. You look at like, I think it was God did. And the fact that like Jay-Z is in what decade of his career and he still is able to put out verses that people like stop and go, okay. Whereas my guy just, it's just like, all right, I can't do he's this. Not, he's not, he's not. Yo, let me just say this. There's a certain demographic of people that stop their oh, entire lives. Yes. And yes. they want to listen to a new Eminem verse. And they're yes. also the same people that were that were excited about Pineapple Mountain Dew. And mm-hmm. those people just need to be far away from me. <laughs> so, I've, yeah. I've been I've been a proponent of saying he's overrated, but I mean The problem is I used to be me. in rooms in Clubhouse where they were just like 
they went a little too hard on the Eminem slander. <laughs> and I be slandering New M because I feel like New M is not listenable music. But yeah, you can't just, knock the old. Yeah, I will never. I will them. never take it away from him. You know, you they're, they're elite some level. Great, you can't great knock music. It. Great went, music. I just, I just feel like he was the, elevated he toe-to-toe more. With the God and and low key, you know. Jay, this Jay actually, got off. Jay got off on Renegade, but I'm mm-hmm. not. Look, I don't. I don't. I don't buy into that. It was a one-one. Jay got verse two. M got verse one. Yeah, I'm uh, just saying. Like he, you know, we've to we've make seen a, what he can do, and unfortunately, the fall off has been so severe that it makes you forget about. What he used but to do. There's a certain about demographic uh, of people who are going to keep buying care. his yes, shit. I agree. So it don't I matter. Agree. There's I a agree. parallel here to something we're going to talk about later. Like Eminem, the professor, comes in. Stop it. And like Stop comes it. in and just Stop it right <laughs> just now. elevates you ever again. It's a terrible just segue. so much. Terrible just analogy. So much. <laughs> I'm not this segueing. I'm just comparison game. Once again, <laughs> failing him. I literally oh, was, I was texting about the Eminem verse, right? Last night, right? And then I was watching Hard Knocks. And, of course, all the music on Hard Knocks is from Detroit rappers. So they were playing, like, you know, mm-hmm. Big Sean shit. And at one point, mm-hmm. they played an Eminem verse that I've never heard, because why? And they were, <laughs> this nigga Eminem said, what I've done is nothing to sneeze at, even if your sinuses are bad. And I said, can we skip the rest of the show, please? <laughs> Did I really just hear that? If Who I told Eminem he was a punchline rapper? I'll never forgive whoever told him that. That's not his strength, man. And this nigga keeps trying to do these horrible punches. If I was to give my faves, I'm not saying that these are the best, so I'm not really, you know, I'm just saying my faves, the ones that I would sure. probably most likely return to. It's mm-hmm. hard because even God did. I'm skipping certain verses. I'm just going to the <laughs> end. I'm going to the, I'm going to the end. Um, yeah. I love Party. With Quavo and Takeoff. So, right, pause, pause right there. Pause right there. Now that the split is official, right? And I, I heard, I heard. Um, Takeoff has always been the best to me. Okay, I've that's heard Offset. That's where you're going. Always. No, no, no. no. I've, always. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard Offset single, right? And now we have Party. Do we think now the Migo splitting up? This is the best version of them, or do we think this is a diluted version of them? Because party I mean, is me, really good. Party's is really good. Like I don't miss, I don't miss the other nigga. Awesome. And I'm not anything, saying that his track is. You're getting good, anything new? I think you're getting what they're great at, which is they're one of their. I'm, I'm speaking of them as if they're one person, but they're one of the best when it comes to cadences, how to fill yeah. up a bar. Because sometimes that you know people struggle with, like how many words can I fit in this bar in a way that's actually like sonically pleasing. And they mm-hmm. tend to be able to do that with their, with their words and their ad libs. They mm-hmm. fill in well. So f- with a guy like Khaled, who's making anthem-ish songs, they mm-hmm. go well together. So to yeah. me, that one was easy. It's an I mean, easy song to listen to. I mean, they hate it or love it. They changed the cadence of how rap. After they came out, rap sounded different. That's a fact. And it sounded a lot more like them. And you know. It's just we are where we are now with it, but like I listened to Bad and Bougie the other day. It had been a while. Mm-hmm. That song goes. Yeah. Man. Like, it's yeah, still so yeah, no, yeah. it's a great who, fucking song. Who went crazy on that? Offset. That man went crazy on that record. Are you kidding me? He went. Cr- <laughs> you gonna end that yep. verse? Hey, hey, what? Yo. You tripping? You are bugging. Okay. <laughs> Offset no, went. No, he, I'm not. I'm not crazy. I'm not, and I'm not. I'm not saying that. His and his, Offset. Here's his here's his the clock. here's the giveaway. With I don't know if you guys know how Migos usually made their music. 
or how they collaborated on when they do Migos music. So mm-hmm. 99% of the time when you hear a member of Migos on a hook, it's because they were working separately and they brought this song to the group and the group decided to work on that song. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Offset wrote the hook to Bad and Bougie, had his verse, and then said, who wants to get on it? And that's how they go from there. Well, Quavo does T-shirt. All right, who wants to get on this list? They collaborate. That's why I feel like their solo albums didn't hit the way we thought they would because they're usually coming together and saying, hey, yo, I got this. This is a hook idea with this with this verse that I wrote. Who wants to hop on it? And then they go from right. there. It doesn't hit the same when they were kind of doing it separated. So, I'm, so I, I don't know how that's going to work out for Offset in the long run. I felt like Offset's solo album was probably the best of the three. Yeah. But it's still tricky. It's still tricky to call. Yeah. So I got um, Party. Mm-hmm. I got It Ain't Safe. Fire. I like No, you don't like Good Kodak. We- yeah. I <laughs> like Fam Good We Good. He, he, he was really good on that track. Mm-hmm. He was Four. really fucking good on that track. Four R3. I, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going back to listen to none of his work, but I mean, he was really fucking good on that yeah, track. For our 13% listeners, I am a fan of Bills Paid. That song is off. That song. Lotto was crazy. <laughs> oh, Lotto went in. Lotto Woo! was crazy. Went crazy. Woo! That's the best I've heard her. And I'm and I and <laughs> listen I listen to her project, nigga. She was she be snapping. I enjoyed the Jada Kiss interlude. I like to be. Oh there. my I liked, God! I, I went crazy. It. I enjoyed it because that I was moment, so sad. It was that just moment. <laughs> To me, still, when he says, he's like, hey, we out- oh, my God. When he says, we outside, and his voice breaks, I still feel that in my heart every oh time. My so anytime, God. To re- I anytime we can revisit car, that, dog. I'm down. Dog, I didn't even, because I didn't look at the track list fully. I was just playing it. And when it oh, came no, in, I it was skipped ahead. Well, I said, Jada, kids, interlude. And I skipped ahead <laughs> and then went back. Dog, I was, I was so scared when it was playing. I was like, how long is this track? Because if it's just him just like, just saying shit, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I gotta, and then he started rapping. I said, oh, Killing it. <laughs> I, that, that shit was so funny to me. Hold on, this nigga just gonna rap about New York for two minutes. Go ahead, man. Yep. I'm hey, not man, mad at it. I off. felt it. Yep. As a nigga who's I'm never stepped on a New York street, I fucking Which is crazy it. to me. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, it, did you guys listen to the to the, the, the room, the space with Jay-Z when he was talking about the album? Uh, I only heard tidbits. No, I just not, heard that. Well, no, I, I meant, heard that I, wasn't, I wasn't talking about, I was gonna say he talked about what songs he liked on the album and like what he enjoyed about mm. it. Uh, he pointed out that he loved the No Secret intro, which is fire, uh, from Drake. Apparently, we, we, have to, we, we have to get into the Drake Apparently, thing. No, it what is. happened was... I was mad fire. that it wasn't yeah. longer. That's Khaled's fault. Drake asked Khaled if he wanted him to defend, like do a full version, and like he was like, nah, nah I just want that to be the intro. Because that's the obviously the strings and chords from God so did. hot when it stopped. He had it. Yeah, so Drake sent that to him like, yo, I can finish it. And he was like, nah, nah, we just gonna have it fade out, and it's gonna go into the God did. So otherwise, there would have been a full version. Mm-hmm. Um... Jay said he loved that. He loves uh, Big Time. He loved that. He said Lil Baby was in so many different pockets. It was crazy. Uh, he said 21 Savage is incredible. Like, he's been going crazy. Amazing. Uh, those were the big shout-outs that Jay-Z had about this project. Uh, when speaking okay, so about here, it on Clip on here's my, here's my Here's my take on the 21 Drake thing. Way past luck is 21 Savage doing what Drake should have done on this album. Because staying alive is okay, but we've gotten better work from him on Calvary. I really know. This is what I feel like. I feel like he's really, he's actually tired of this nigga calling him. I, I mean, I, but if <laughs> I, I feel it in the music, I feel like, like he's when, the, when he's tired like, it doesn't feel him. like he's really giving him anything. And ever then when since, we get way past luck, ever since I was like, this is a Drake beat. 
<laughs> and I was like, this nigga is is in a fucking great pocket on this whole fucking. He's sliding across this whole thing. Ever since I was like, uh, damn, for free came out. I was like, Drake is tired of this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> This sex so good, I shouldn't have yeah. fucked for free. It's just me. I just feel like he's in the studio just like this. Even though I Hang fuck on, with that, rec- I fuck with that re- that record, Grease. That yeah, record. Yeah, Grease was, too. and I'm mad people didn't like Grease. That song was hard. Yeah, I fucked with that record heavy. But uh, yeah, I always feel like lately he's just been like, man, Khaled, stop calling me pop star. I'm a pop star, not a doctor. I didn't really care for that song. I like the video. Uh, I, I, the, I was about to say the video is fire, but other than yeah. that, was, yeah. Know, but it just felt like he song. just well, he's just he's over it. That's what it feels like, you know. Um, what do we feel about Juice World? Did I liked it? I'm not a. I wasn't like crazy about it, but I liked it. I was a fan of Juice World Same. though, so I thought Juice World. I, was incredible. I wasn't. I, I obviously wasn't big into him. Uh, or like music. I felt bad, and I still feel bad because I remember he came out at Flognaw. And he came out and did like his biggest record, but then they mm-hmm. tried to have him do like a set. But this was before his album came out, so it was just like after a while the crowd was just kind of like restless. He did like six songs, so it was just like, bro, you could have stopped right there after your right. first one, and you'd have been straight because the crowd went fucking nuts when he came out. They went crazy. Yeah. But then I started seeing the videos of him actually freestyling, like like how I freestyle, where they were just like people mm-hmm. would pick up stuff around the room and he would just go off the top and just yeah. rap about it. And I was like, yo, he's extremely talented. Like the kid's great. Like I want to see where else he goes and where he takes his shit. He already had an album with Future. I like mm-hmm. the he had a couple records with Trippy Red that I fucked with heavy. It's yeah. really unfortunate that he passed away at the age that he did because he was yeah. signed very early on. I want to say he was like eighteen when he first got signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, unfortunate. You got an overall grade for the album? Uh, two points over whatever I give Jid, I guess. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I was oh, so. Sorry, I, if you'd have told I'm me sorry, that man. I enjoyed. Khaled's album more than Jids before they dropped out. I thought you were on the the, the most quality of rocks, <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. West no, West I mean, minus. it's sol- it's a solid project. It's a Crap solid powder. project. Um, there's, but I mean, when you have a, a a track list like this, it's inevitable that things will rise above the rest. Well, they haven't always. Me, the last the last couple albums have been a little flat, so I'm this one has actually done better to me than the last. Yeah, because he had holy so. the yeah, yeah. the no, major this key is way better album, than the last one. The oh, major oh, key oh. album was good, and then his last two after that, the Assad album, and then the Grateful album. Get back in the kitchen. Bad. Both albums yeah. were bad. Yeah, they they had some solid tracks on them, but overall project was not great. Um, they yeah, were like look, they were like the two what was it the two thousand five Lakers which is the ones that had a. Uh, which one had Carl Malone? Oh four, uh, oh four. Like, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't bring me up. Like don't bring up names. Like, like got names on there, but it didn't work. And no. listen, I don't want any beef with any listeners that are from Jamaica. Please stop putting these Bounty Killer records on these albums. Oh, okay. I almost, I almost forgot. I that's the only song I skipped. I skipped it. <laughs> I skipped this. I tried. I got like a minute and a half in. I was like, no, I can't. I don't. I skipped it the first listen, about. but I went back and then listened to it. So I actually yeah. did get through it. I still have not okay. gotten through track three though. <laughs> it's so bad. It's it's probably the worst track on there, and that's me skipping the Jamaican joint. Um, wow, us us coming to a, a almost agreeable consensus on music. That's got to be a do the wrong thing pod first. Now she hope on the other hand. Oh god. <laughs> uh, let's get in. Let's. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, hey. So along along with this album. Jay Z uh, was in his spaces talking about the album, and, and he he had a he had a comment that he said 
that got Twitter into Twizzy um, about him talking about his times at Marcy and, and being where he is and getting to where the space that, he, that, that they're in and how special it is. But then he says something kind of odd. And I, I don't want to play the clip. You can go find it. But I'll boil it down to this. He start he started defending himself. And this is when you could tell when niggas start losing, when they start defending themselves a little too hard. Because <laughs> he said, you know, they make up words like, like capitalists to hold us back. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> nigga, what? What do you mean they made up a word? Because it basically, Jay, Jay, for all the, the work that he's done, has gotten a lot of flack for him not even being into the neighborhoods as much as he should or not giving back as much as he should. Or he's always said, like, you know, look at all these people I've propped up and I've made millionaires and they still complaining, this, that, and the third. And what has Jay-Z really done for us? Kaepernick's still not in the NFL. <laughs> like, all these things, right? And uh, I think on Jay's point of perspective, for what I can gather, is that he feels like people are mad at him because he made it or because he's rich or because he's a, a billionaire. Um, and I think what people are upset about is his neglect of recognizing that he's a billionaire, but also becoming slightly the thing that we despise most billionaires for being, right? Which is kind of like these egocentric, uh, non-forgiving people uh, when it comes to like everyone else, especially when you know so well about where you came from. So the, the, he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of harsh treatment on the on the twitters, um, but. I feel like I feel like Jay, who has like musically, has done a lot. But I think you should be able to critique this nigga when he says something wild and crazy, like he said in, the, in that spaces. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the whole statement. I know Cam probably did. I did. I was kind of sitting there, and you know, you just kind of listen. You go, hmm. <laughs> Very interesting choice of words. Like he had a point to start. <laughs> like he started he with did. a point. Like he did about how you know they say pull yourself up by your bootstraps and then you know then they kind of try to like twist it on us you know and mm-hmm. i was like yeah i get it i get where you're going but then he went into the but whole now he's kind of like running the system that he railed against for so long like he like you are the front of it now and things are still not where they should be is kind of where people's point was but but it takes more than one man i i agree but he has the facilities to do or at least facilitate the change i guess is my point uh, so there was a lot of criticism that flung his way. I think rightfully so, um, because he's he's now he's no longer he's no longer not in a position to do the things that when people are at the bottom say need to get done. So, I mean, Jay's gonna be Jay. Jay's not losing no money or no sleep over over these comments, but he's not getting canceled. Or I'll tell you like what, he's that, not gonna so. get is an A. Devon Johnson directed video, Bucko. Ain't that right? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that right, Antonio? <laughs> You go, you still you on direct uh, Jay? You still Black and white? You video? still a rock boy? <laughs> I'll just say, I'll just say this: take the five hundred thousand. <laughs> Lunch with Jay Z or five hundred thousand dollars? Let's take the five hundred thousand. No, no, the five hundred. No, I love sure. the niggas who. Man, of course, I'm taking the lunch with Jay Z because I'm gonna hear. You know these gems. The same doors. thing this nigga been screaming <laughs> on the records in There's interviews. Like a, there was an animated skit that covered this that was so fucking funny, and I wish I could find it or remember who did it. Where he's like the character finally, he's at the lunch with Jay Z, and it's like yeah, two hundred thousand dollars, and Jay Z's like, he's like, so you gonna tell me how I can make money? He's like, yeah, for one, don't take dinners with me over two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Like, it's a million. It's a million YouTube videos that's gonna tell you exactly what he would say. Take the five hundred thousand. 
Like, what type of dummy really thinks they're going to sit down with Jay-Z and he's going to open the door to fucking Narnia? He's just going to open up <laughs> the, the closet and let you into the magical world where money sprouts from the fucking trees. What is wrong with y'all, man? It's insane. It's insane that people was was openly saying, yeah, no, that, that dinner with Jay, man, it changed everything. No, it's not. You're going you gonna to get a good meal and you'll get a bus ride or Uber home. Whichever way you took to get there is how you're getting back because he's not paying for anything else <laughs> but that conversation. You might not even you might not even pay for the dinner. Also, he, who said he's paying for dinner? Yeah, yeah, he might not even pay for the deal. Nigga gonna get oh, his napkin, <laughs> dust, gonna get his net, tap his face and be like, all right. Yeah, that's he, also one of my favorite... Combos, Going to the forty forty. The the meme of him eating, like the picture of him eating in there, like what Jay Z oh, would so say funny. to you. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> you got it right. Well, no, he was like, go out and be somebody. <laughs> the caption was like, well, I start by selling drugs. Mm, this is delicious. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm it was the mm, this is delicious that really got me. Oh man, mm, it's delicious. Uh, sp- speaking of niggas talking out the side of their mouth, Chris Rock came out recently, and uh, <laughs> this is on the heels of Will Smith coming out and making his statements and and trying to come back into the public eye in a in a good way. Chris Rock, on the other hand, decided to did not do that. <laughs> so recently, uh, he said he turned down hosting the Oscars next year, saying, which unconfirmed, I don't know whether they did or did not ask him to come back, but I, I wouldn't doubt if they did. He said, uh, going back to the award ceremony would be like asking Nicole Brown Simpson to, quote, to go back to the restaurant where she left her eyeglasses before being killed. And... Uh, why why would you why would you say that <laughs> when when you had the support of everyone for will hitting you for the most part most most people at was back in chris rock uh in this whole especially the people the top people so if i have the opportunity right, to get nasty and, uh, the fat, like, are we gonna stay clean? Say things like, "Oh, this why they put this mud out? If not for us to roll in it today, he punched him. He's, this is traumatizing." And now Chris Rock <laughs> has brought up something that all of them normally would be like, "Oh no, it's too far." But all of them have been silent. They haven't said a goddamn thing. <laughs> Nothing from them, from any of them. Uh, so it's kind of wild that he said that they're. People have been going off uh, for a while now, basically just saying that this is why you got hit in the first place. You know what I mean? This is why you fucking got uh, slapped on your mouth because you were doing shit that you weren't supposed to be doing. Going a little too far, some would say. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think uh, we'll be seeing Chris Rock at any other Oscar events. <laughs> Will Smith was right. <laughs> he double slap. He did y'all the favor. Double. My thing is like Chris Rock is getting to like Gary Payton on the heat levels for me. Mm-hmm. Cause it's been a while since I was like really like damn Chris is killing him. Cause Tambourine wasn't a great special and I saw that filmed live so. Mm. It's Damn, been a while since, yeah, I went to the, to the tapings of that because he filmed out, out here. And it was just not, wasn't very good, uh, Tambourine. Uh, he's he's not aging grace, gracefully with his stand-up. Yeah. 
And it's pretty unfortunate because I, I love Chris Rock's early stand-up because I felt like his stand-up would age well because it wasn't that far from like the Carlin level of stand-up where a lot of the stuff that was funny about him was his the way he pointed out the flaws in the everyday lifestyle and shit that we lead and the issues with that. Like it, a lot of his best humor was based in that for me. Yeah. So I thought it would age a lot better than it has. But what are you going to do? Like yeah. the time uh, when, when I was young and when I realized he was like, America cares about your safety. We sell guns at Walmart. They don't care about your fucking safety. I remember being a kid like, holy <laughs> shit, they do sell guns at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny and true. Uh, yeah, but he's not I, aging I still, well. Yeah, I still, I still, I'm still a fan of Chris Rock, but as you oh, mentioned, yeah. Tambourine has not, has not been, was not his best work. He's now, he's on tour with Chris, uh, not Chris Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Opening for uh, K Hart. And you would, that's kind of I don't know if that's a hard pill to swallow for him or not it feels like a regression than a progression but I don't think it should be he's never been he was never even that level of star though I think he was I mean at one point Kevin Hart sure no oh no 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 I'm talking about Chris Rock I'm just saying the level of star that Kevin Hart is now he was never that so he couldn't be mad to have to open for that because he would have to open for that at any point in his career there's no point in his career if those two were on tour that Kevin would be like man I just gotta take a back seat (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, even if you go back to his his era, I'm, I'm not just saying that he's out. Like he he was never bigger than Bernie Mac or Steve Harvey or any of those guys. He was all he's always been a. I'm not trying to say he's not funny, but as far as stardom, he was always more of a second tier. I feel I feel like his comedy was top tier. I feel like his everything else was second. No, yeah, yeah. I'm not. This, that's not a. Comedy yeah, no, it's, it's just comedy, his actual just, star I mean, his, was never as yeah, high as never, it never, wasn't never, as high as Martin's. Even though Martin's stand up faded away, I believe it's it's because of the other stuff outside of the comedy routine is why he never quite made it right. Like letting Louis C.K. call him say nigga on his show, being in all these little like little dust ups here and there where it would come up where like there are certain well, things because like the Chris, he got the Chris a lot of flack for the nigga joke. He did. And his room, I mean, let, which I mean, was right it, around the prime of Chris Rock. Like, I mean, Bigger and Blacker came afterwards, which is his biggest uh, stand up special, mm-hmm. but. Which is funny because the one prior has all the quotables to me. Uh, Bring yeah. the Pain has the quotables. But Bigger and Blacker is always noted as his biggest one, which is always weird to me. But I even like the... What's the one that he was in Johannesburg? Uh, hey, did the three, uh, Kill the, the Messenger. I didn't like, I like that one that much. My really? I like that one a lot. I don't really yeah, like, I like that, that one a lot. I, I think it's because I'm coming off... I, I loved Never Scared so much. So I, it, he mm. had like a three run. Like I don't know. I think it's him and Dave have a run of three. That yeah. I think are, I don't think there's many comedians who can say they had three stand-up specials that were like, "Yo, these are crazy." At least in, in our era, obviously the the older generation will say that, um, you know, uh, Spanish Fly Bill probably had quite a few in a row. <laughs> Carlin probably yeah. had a few in a row to them, even though you know, Carlin was just a little. There was something a little too, a little too Caucasian about Carlin for me in some aspects, but I respect mm-hmm. it. I respect what he did up there. I like Louis yeah. Black over George Carlin personally. I'm, I was Louis Black, Black is one of my favorites, man. I love Louis Black. So good. He has a joke about Starbucks that's fucking hilarious about like Alzheimer's. <laughs> then walking across the Starbucks and walking outside and Starbucks. Um, but no, I fucking love him. Uh, I'll, anytime he has a stand-up special, I fucking I just dive right in. I don't know. It's, it's it's very rare for comedians to keep that that length of time. It's just like it's no different than music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 kind of rare. I mean, right now, who are you really even looking out for for stand-up? I mean. So stand up has become, and I could be wrong, and maybe this is just because of the Netflix stuff, but the comedy has become, oddly enough, more white centric. 
Like, there's not that many black comedians that are headlining, from what I could see. Like, it's the Brett Kreischer's. It's the other guy who takes his shirt off. Um, and guess what? They're not fucking funny. Steve Segura. Tom, <laughs> Tom Segura. Tom Segura, yeah. Like, I don't find the... I don't T-shirt find shirt off guy who tells the Russian story. Y'all niggas ain't funny, bro. Like, the what's the guy with the Tennessee whiskey or whatever the fuck his name is? Tennessee, the Tennessee kid or something like that. He's gotten a lot of popularity. He's got a Netflix special. You know what? I take that back. A, what's his name? Uh, is it Theo Vaughn? I like Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn is fine. I, he's I not, like but he's not like, like he's not, not like, like. Oh my busting. god! Yeah, he's not like. Oh, like I'm not I do busting like that guy. No, he, yeah, he, not he, you gotta listen guy. to his podcast because he be he be fucking Brendan Schaub up on that podcast. <laughs> he's just you fucking idiot. <laughs> he be quick because because Brendan Schaub needs to stop doing stand up immediately. But, yeah, but in terms in terms of like black comedians, in rest in peace to Jack Knight. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot headlining that I've seen. Nah, it, it really hit me like the Dion Cole stand-up is like four or five years old now it feels like mm-hmm. and I love that stand-up put it in the chat Bane <laughs> <laughs> this nigga be dancing he'll be like hey, yo you can talk to us we'll put it in the goddamn chat uh, <laughs> while he's while he's putting that together uh, let's move on to our next story uh, something that I guess I, I'll defer to Cam for some of this because I don't know if it's something that was talked about in certain rap circles or not but if you, there was a story, this little story called FN Mecca, an AI generated rapper who was rapped by a real voice, a real person, done in terms of its creation by a white man, and then signed to a label, Capitol Records. So I'm going to read a little bit of this uh, from Rolling Stone. So what the hell was an FN Mecca anyway? Uh, by Mankar. Yes, Kota. Bane is correct. Uh, Michael Che. I didn't like Michael Che's newest stand-up. I preferred his old one. But he did have a special. Uh, Kay Williams yeah. had a special. Gerard Carmichael had a very well-received special. The uh, it, But it uh, wasn't Rathaniel. a comedy special. Rathaniel was a comedy special. It was a stand-up special. It, I mean, yes, it was a stand-up special, but not in the traditional sense. It was more of a coming out for him, which I don't... I'm not... I thought the special was really good. I just don't think it's... It's not one that I find as, like, like an actual comedy special. It's different, in my opinion. Um, we get it. You the good, 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 nonetheless. Yeah, good, nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> uh, so back to the story. So last week, <laughs> saw the fallout of, of Capitol Records uh, signing and subsequently dropping a virtual rapper by the name of FN Mecca. The project was announced amid growing interest in the metaverse as well as artificial intelligence. The digital artist was said to be powered by AI and appeared to be, I'm sorry, appeared as a racially ambiguous 3D avatar complete with face tattoos and green hair. Shortly after the Capitol deal was announced, clips from the early FN Mecca videos and images when the, oh, I'm sorry, where the wily materialistic robot raps the N-word and is depicted as a victim of police brutality while being jailed for not snitching started circulating online. The online civil rights group Industry Blackout condemned FN Mecca on the Instagram and called on Capitol Records to shut the project down for pet. Uh, perpetuating gross, quote, gross stereotypes, end quote, about black culture and appropriating mannerisms derived from black artists. Hours later, the label said it had severed ties with FM Mecca, effective immediately, end quote. As concerns about the racial equality and politics behind FM Mecca surfaced, so did Kyle the Hooligan, a black Houston-based rapper who says he created the character's first three songs and hadn't been paid for his work. Surprise, surprise. Uh, quote, they promised me equity and percentage into the character, end quote. Kyle told Vice, uh, quote, them cutting me out of it was like they basically used me for their culture. 
Oh, I'm sorry. For the culture, I didn't know about none of this Capitol Records stuff going on, the deals or anything. This was all news to me because I thought it was it was over with. I'm seeing all this stuff. I've never got I've never even got compensated. Uh, end quote. Recently, Kyle told TMZ that his attorneys have begun to pursue legal action so that he would be as uh, so he would be as of this writing. FMECA music and videos uh, save. Oh, save for one short clip have been wiped from his TikTok page, uh, which has amassed over 10 million followers. Uh, there's a little bit more if you want to go read um, that Rolling Stone article. <sighs> Cam. Are you were you, were you were you aware? That, was there any rumblings that you heard of AI rappers trying to get y'all out of here before y'all could even get get really started? <laughs> yeah, I'd heard about this something similar to this not too long ago when they had that that Travis Scott shit where they had the computer generate Travis Scott lyrics and make the song. Mm. But it still obviously was rough around the edges. But I mean, this is just you know reason two million while I want to quit rapping. Um, <laughs> but when I, I I didn't I don't I try to stay off of TikTok because it's, it's a doom scroll. You just keep going. Yeah. So I hadn't heard about this effing mecha shit, and then I saw it, and then next thing I know, the next day, they're like, oh, it has a, this, they've just signed it to a deal, you know, and they're hoping that at some point it will become self-aware and write its own lyrics based off of data. In other words, what are these niggers like? And uh, <laughs> go from there. So, of course, it's, you know, the black community is going to find out if there's some, if there's caucus blood some running through these around. veins. <laughs> Yeah. And of course they ran it up. Some and, Elmer Fudd sitting around. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we quiet. And <laughs> they had that stupid Instagram clip. They're beating on me because I won't snitch. Oh man, I can't wait to get out of here and make some new songs. And <laughs> just just cooning it up. They had a lot of coon mm-hmm. in them. And I just want to say, obviously this is this is dumb. I hate it. It really just shows that nobody actually cares about art anymore as far as music goes. Mm-hmm. Kyle the Hooligan. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. We don't care about what happened to you. None of us do. I guarantee it. You went into, you were promised equity in the company and y'all's a partnership. Did you sign paperwork? Mm -hmm. Did you get an agreement signed? Did you do anything business savvy in this situation? If not, shut the fuck up. Also, second note, uh, Kyle the Hooligan. Shut the fuck up. Because we don't actually care about it, even if you got signed paperwork, because you're a fucking idiot for doing this in the first place. Where did you think this was going to go? You thought this was going to be some... I thought it was going to be some different shit, some loop. Where did you think a a company with white people in it, using an AI rapper with your voice, without your likeness, where did you think this was going to go? To a place where they can get credit for making black music without having to be black, and then you'd be on the sidelines looking stupid, because then they can get anybody they want to write for this shit. And be the voice, quote unquote, of this shit. Because nobody's gonna care at that point. But you're so you're so fucking stupid. You helped them just get this shit off the ground. I mean, I'm sure they could have found any Joe Schmo rapper and gave him like twenty five hundred dollars I mean, and had I mean, him do it. But don't come out later and then go, oh man, they told me I was gonna get this, this, and this, and I was gonna wait till it blew up more, and then I was gonna come out and say something. All right, nigga. So you was just gonna wait for the clout bag and then see where it could take you. And I, I mean, saw somebody say like, oh, shouldn't they be signing Kyle the Hooligan for what, nigga? What the fuck they gonna sign Kyle the Hooligan for? Oh, yeah, give a fuck about Kyle him. Hooligan? <laughs> what the they fuck? They need him for the, to get it started, to get the base of what they need. I just hate I niggas, mean, bro. I hate niggas so much. It's uh, it's an egregious act that I, I am not surprised that they did, but I am a little surprised at how loudly they did it. Usually these are the type of things that would like happen quietly and then would exist for a little while. 
And then you would find out later on after doing some investigative digging that, oh, shit, this thing has been signed for like a year. Like, it, usually it's like some type of like expose type stuff that happens. But like Capitol Records was so like openly, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing the first digital artist. And he looks like any other SoundCloud rapper that you fucking kids love. And he says all the favorite lyrics and fuckery that you fucking love. And we don't have to pay nobody. It's just this. And we'll find a way to squeeze out the artists eventually and make our own fucking algorithm. Like, it just... It's so compounded to so many f- levels of like, a, like s- the audacity of what these people want to do because, uh, you know, when people talk about the slippery slope, it's just like okay, so like, I remember when Metaverse was first like announced as a thing, and I remember feeling old at the time because I was like, that doesn't sound like a way. It has, I'm sure, it has a lot of positives, but the negatives also way up right next to it, and this is one of those negatives of like. You have people who dedicate their entire life to art, right? We had not being on the show, Cam, who raps. You have people who dedicate their life to a craft. And then you have these companies who have the, the, the value and the distribution to get out your product in ways that you may not currently have a way to do, right? And they are so involved in the cutthroat of, like, how do we cut out the thing that's making us money? How do we find... No, we want it. We don't want end to end user, right? We want to be able to just loop it back to us, any possible way we can. We've we've seen in the coming days that artists have become more vocal, like 360 deals and stuff like that have come out about how badly, you know, these artists that we see, you know, rocking all these chains and jewelry and stuff like that. A lot of them wearing fake jewelry, fake shoes, fake clothes. A lot of them uh, not getting paid, or they getting paid in in fucking designer and stuff like that, right? And the only way they're really making money is going on tour. And when the pandemic happened, we saw just how badly they were affected, how much their money really slowed up. And uh, so this is really nasty work. And you you got to imagine other places, other studios were watching this to see how it plays out. And I don't think they're done. I think they just realized, like, oh, maybe this wasn't the right play. And they'll figure out some other shit later because there's still there's a, NFTs, all that metaverse shit is still on the rise. It's not going anywhere. I just feel like they they got to repackage it somehow because the AI stuff is not going anywhere. So now, if you are an artist yourself and you just, excuse me, you just get so happen to get somebody to basically create an animated version of how you see yourself because you don't want yourself in the public eye, but everything is through yeah. you. Have the Kinda fuck like at it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the gorillas. Have the fuck at it, bro. Even though they didn't care about people not knowing who they were. I mean, they, yeah. I think it was already in blur. <laughs> I think it was already a star. Uh, but yeah, like. It is funny though when people don't know that the gorillas is literally just animated. So people be going to concerts like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, nah, just do that. But don't let a company use your what you do and then turn it into some shit that devalues what art really is. So uh, yeah, Antonio, you doing a music video for FM Mecca? <laughs> How is he going to do a video for FM Mecca? No. <laughs> How is he doing the FM Mecca video, man? How's he doing that? Do you, do you do you care do you care about the story? No. <laughs> I just had to make sure the readers knew. <laughs> oh man. Uh but no, it's it's nasty work and I, I hate to see it. Speaking of nasty work, Aerie Spears has been uh coming out, something else that Antonio didn't wait to sink his teeth in. Aerie Spears came out and made some very <laughs> agree- <laughs> made some egregious uh comments about Lizzo for no reason uh, outside of just yeah. wanting uh some attention. 
Says she looked like a poop emoji. Meanwhile, he looks like he's on diabetes type eight, and he just can't like. He actually does have diabetes. diabetes. Oh well, actually. then nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. You can tell. Yeah, but he actually he's, does he, have diabetes. So good call. Uh, yeah. So I, it's it's odd to me as somebody who's Aries Spears who had legitimate talent in the comedy game is finding ways to kind of just fuck himself over. I'm not sure why he wants to do that. And then today there was some so far unsubstantiated reports in terms of. Uh, things that are that have, they have allegedly done. I won't go too much into it because it's not. There's not. And by they we mean Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know. Antonio, do you want to give your obligatory? I don't care before we move forward. What about a pot calling the kettle black? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest part because of course Aries Spears he comes out he says all this stuff about how women need to be more honest about her and he did this whole thing where he was like you know at least with me you know I got swag you know you know I'm handsome I'm you handsome. know what I'm saying <laughs> I, I could think you know that was saying? the funny one and he's I'm like handsome? the funny part was is he knew as he said it he's like scratching his head as he said it yeah <laughs> I'm handsome yo they tore his ass up for that one <laughs> he cocked the, the hat to the side he's still wearing his hat to the side that's and then he, he, he decides up, to respond to the criticism that he's getting in the backlash and instead of just being like hey yo my bad y'all because when he was asked about it they literally just said hey yo what do you think of lizzo's music she makes great music right i can't get past the fact she looks like a pool emoji and then they, they so they say what's wrong with you nigga like people are going in on him. <laughs> and then he decides to post in bed no shirt on but Hat on. the fitted <laughs> remains cocked. New York fitted on in the bed to respond. He went to go get it. So he said I had to get him to get the fitted for this one. No, I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you fucking did, nigga. You don't even want to be caught dead without the fitted no more. Come on, dog. Just take this L, bro. He's like, y'all saying I'm not funny? That's objective. Y'all saying I'm f- I'm not I'm saying I'm ugly? That's objective. No, nigga. You a funny looking nigga now. <laughs> <laughs> And you did that to yourself, so don't say they're True. being subjective or that's subjective. Come with facts. Come with facts yeah. next time. You don't even know hey, if look, Lizzo's not healthy. That's not a fact. Look, like, Lizzo is on stage playing flute, dancing to choreography for 30, 40 minutes. In heels. <laughs> this nigga, this In nigga heels. Is, is breathing hard doing the interview. <laughs> that nigga was sweat, like, beads insane. of sweat coming down his face as he sat there in a blue t-shirt <laughs> discussing poop emojis. But he's worried about Lizzo's health and ability. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's sad business, man. Because Aerie Spears is truly talented. He's one of my favorite people that was on Mad TV at the time that yep. it was out. And to see him and to see him do something like this, man, is his Magic Johnson sketches used to crack me the fuck up. Yeah, the Magic Johnson's Jeopardy, mm-hmm. tears. I'm gonna find that later, actually, because that's just hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, man, he's just he's just a talented guy that has he doesn't have to do that and it wasn't like he was doing a bit it was just him being honest in a moment that he said he was, was telling jokes and that people got offended once he stopped Dog, no he meant know. he meant that <laughs> he meant that because the reason why is because he reverted back to himself to try to make up his point and that's how you knew it wasn't a bit it was him being sincere <laughs> so yeah um but speaking speaking of uh positive things for black women serena williams serena and venus williams knocked out of the U.S. Open doubles, but goes down in history as probably. Well, no, she's just best. out of doubles. She's still in singles, which is all that really matters. Nobody really is like, oh my god, doubles. Uh, it's yeah. all about singles, so she's singles, still alive. Yeah. Well, this is just recently because they were playing together. Yeah, they, they I just think got this, this would be their last time playing together, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, this will be the last time playing together. Um, but she won her first match in the singles. What was that yesterday as of us rec- recording? Nah, she won her second match. She second already won her first seed. match, and then she had her second match. Oh, the you're two right. Two seed. Yes, you're right. I guess the two seed in the tournament, and she won in three sets, which is obviously for women. Women's tennis, they play up to three sets. Men go up to five. So the third set is the deciding set, and she pulled it out. So shout out to Serena. Yeah. She's still out here. The dream is still alive. Uh, there was some kerfuffle that happened. Uh, some, uh, I guess, some white sports writer. Yeah, talk about how he just. Oh, I, I don't know what it is that I don't like about Serena. But then he felt She's the black. need to say, "Oh, you know." He felt the need to say, "Oh, you know, I, you know, I loved MJ, but he was a dick. You know, I love Tiger, he was a dick. I just don't like Serena." Uh, yeah, so you got black friends. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know they cooked his ass too, and rightfully so. But As shout out should. to Serena and, and Venus uh, Williams. You got, you got if anything? Serena for wins this boy. Woo! Can't wait. I know. Yeah, this it's gonna be a magical moment. You got anything for for black women, uh, Antonio? You got anything on this one? Always. Love <laughs> black women. She looked good. I watched the match yesterday, the mm-hmm. second round. I know she won she the looked- first set. She dropped set two, and then she. Yeah, she and I was against that was against the number two in the world that she beat. So. Mm. Yeah, honestly, the, the true number one isn't even playing anymore right now. So there's a shot. And yeah. no, Naomi Osaka in here. So there's a shot. Yeah, a Naomi's there been crushing Serena stat. dreams for a few years. <laughs> in, in the U.S. Open, she was like 42-0 and 0 in the first two rounds. So she has not lost in the first two rounds of the U.S. Open. Yeah. Nuts. She's insane. She's, dominance, baby. She's amazing. Dominance. Yeah, Tom Brady. You fucking cuck. <laughs> Real dominance. Right. Now the 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 woman is amazing. She she's done so much, mm-hmm. uh, getting the bags with Nike left and right. Um, I know. What's the y'all saw the post, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this because I'm sure the sports has no. I don't know. I think Antonio sent this to me, and then somebody just sent this to me again today. So obviously you have between her and Albert Pujols, who's on his re, his retirement tour, if you will. I think he's six home runs away now from 700. So that would be beautiful wow. if he got there. Mm-hmm. August 29th, 2001. Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run, and Vladimir Guerrero and Craig Biggio and Dante Bichette all record hits in baseball, right? That's August 29th, 2001. August 29th, 2022, Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., (laughs) Kavan Biggio, who's Craig Biggio's son, and Bo Bichette, who's Dante Bichette's son, all record hits in games. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen... These motherfuckers been out here for quite some time. They watching the kids come in and do it yeah. now. They've been in here so long. She's playing at an insane level, man. Insane level. And for her to come in, like you said, as young as she did and still be as dominant as she is, she's she's amazing, yeah. man. The amount of she's, wear and tear on your body that has to accumulate from playing that long yeah. is, is nuts. And for her to still be playing at this level where she could take out a two seed is, is crazy. So, um, yeah. yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to, to, to Coco Golf. Shout out to uh, who's that girl I told y'all? Sasha was. Mm. What's up, Sasha? <laughs> oh yeah, friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, shout out to them. Yeah, man. Um, now let's go ahead and uh, move into some entertainment time. Sound producer, do we have a? Do we have another? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we sure the fuck don't. <laughs> I'll take that's it. Your, that's Enter- your entertainment time entrance. Entertainment time. Let's get into it. Season finale. Um, where do we want to start? Where do we want to start? We want to start with Matt Reeves. We want to start with David Fincher, Paramount. Let's start with David Fincher. Let's start with David Fincher. Let's, let's get Antonio involved. He's been quiet for a while. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 figure it out. Let's figure out what what we're looking at. So, uh, Antonio, as someone who's uh, a huge fan of David Fincher, uh, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and, and cap this off about where we're we getting this from. Uh, so yeah, I saw uh, uh, well the Academy actually their Twitter handle Twitter account posted nine nine movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and in which they asked you to pick three. So the, the nine movies were Zodiac, Fight Club, Social Network, Seven, Gone Girl, um, Benjamin Button, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Panic Room, and The Game. And it asked you to pick three, which is easy for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Zodiac, Fight Club, and Seven. Mm. Okay. Uh, what about you, Cam? <sighs> Okay. Um, I got to pick three, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the rest go away. Is that what I'm doing? Uh, I assume that's how these don't really work. A Thanos style, yeah. If I'm taking three here, it's going to be seven, Gone Girl. Oh, gosh. The third one's the toughest. Mm, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna zag, and I'm going to go with the game. Hmm. Some told me you was going to pick that. It was between that... It was a three-way tie between Social Network, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, and the game. But I'm going with the game. Um, I do like all of these movies. Um, I think if I had to pick three, uh, I would definitely... Seven and Fight Club feel like really just immediates. Um, it's really between, for me, the Social Network or Gone Girl. I'm trying to remember if I can remember the feeling I saw when I watched Gone Girl for the first time and how good it was, but man, Social Network is such a good movie. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to give it to Gone Girl. Ultimately, I got it. The, the performances in there was so so good. Had a really solid twist. Um, ben Affleck really really doing his thing in that. Um, yeah, no, I think that's it. Seven Fight Club, Gone Girl. Uh, Antonio, what makes you what make what makes you pick the ones that you picked uh, over the others? Uh, it's not really an in depth reason. They're just they're just my favorites. They're the ones I return. Which to one were most, you? Which you going often. with again? I'm sorry. Um, seven, Fight Club and Zodiac. Mm. Mm. I'm not a Fight Club guy. It's pretty funny. For some strange really? reason, I'm not a Fight Club. You don't guy. you don't you don't like the movie or you don't like not really no. I'm not, I'm not really. I don't really enjoy watching that film. Interesting. Something about so it. I just, the I the twist it. didn't get you. No. Did you? Did because no. I know you're you're a uh, uh, someone who says that you figure out things really quickly. I like did how he throws in the you say you're one of those people <laughs> who figures out things. No nigga, you that's are. Me. You, you you say you that's say you're what I do, and I I'm very honest when I don't know it. I'm very honest mm-hmm. with damn it, they got me uh, because mm-hmm. I usually guess these things, and yeah, I guessed that one too. And interesting. It was how early? How early on would you say? How early on? Yeah. Do you think you guessed it in? Well, I didn't watch that. I'm not gonna make it seem like I was a kid watching that movie and I got it. Like, you know, I was probably probably like 17 when I actually saw Fight Club. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably after about an hour and an hour or so, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. Um. All right. Uh, also, Big me, Body Bane tapped in and said seven Fight Club and the Social Network kind of seems to be a consistent. I think Fight Club got the most votes. Is that from what I'm seeing? I, are you, is anybody here Panic Room fans? No, 
I well, I don't okay. dislike Panic Room. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm I don't not, dislike not a fan of any of these. Yeah, it's just it's the weakest one in the bunch. I dislike Benjamin Button. I don't like that movie. It was such an interesting concept. I don't hate it. I, it's not a movie I rewatch a lot. But if I if it was between that and Panic Room, I'd probably watch Benjamin Button. I'm definitely watching Panic Room before Benjamin Button because it'll end sooner. Who? Wait, say it again. I said I'm definitely taking Panic Room over Benjamin Button because it'll end faster. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna watch Panic Room. It's like I don't dislike Zodiac, but it's just taxing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a taxing watch uh, on the on the on the mind. That's that's one of the reasons I didn't I didn't pick it. Um, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is the most underrated movie on this list. I'll say that right now. That was a good. I, I really I really really like that movie. And in, it, a lot of these movies I wanted. They were supposed to get. To. I'm so mad they didn't do the sequels. I'm so fucking mad. It was supposed to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's based on a series of books, and it didn't get its trilogies. I'm not a big Panic Room person. Not a Fight Club guy at all. I'm not a Benjamin Button person. So, I, I think Zodiac's a good movie, but I'm never going to sit back and go, hey, yo, put Zodiac on? I'm just never, <laughs> never going to do it. There's not, no way, shape, or form is Zodiac bad. It's an achievement, in my opinion. Uh, I lo- you know what else I love about this? Hmm. They didn't put Alien 3. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. That's David Fincher's first movie, but don't tell him that. He hated that <laughs> shit. Ooh, he hated that whole experience. But yeah, they didn't put Alien 3 on this. All right, cur- curveball. You only get to pick one. Now, now where are we going? Seven. Duh. Seven. <laughs> Open and shut case. Yeah, that one. That was e- that was even huh? easier. You, you thought you, you thought you did. You something. thought you did some crazy. You thought you did some crazy. <laughs> I don't know. You I didn't know if somebody. You I didn't know if somebody easy. was gonna. It's one of the ten. Gonna... It's to me. It's one of the Bam, ten best I, movies I've ever wait, seen in my you guys life. So. Ask, when you guys ask for the top five movies, it's in my top five movies. So that's yeah, it's, and it's 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 top ten to me. Like you can't have a list without that in there somewhere. Like it's. And for and, and that's a lot coming from me because it's a down ending, and I don't like movies with down endings as far as personal favorites go. But that movie's so fucking good. <laughs> it's so well done, well crafted. Like it's crazy. It is. It really. John Doe's got the upper hand. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh man. Fuck. Man, I know how, he's. How, I know he's disgraced now, but that cast is wild too. Especially because they didn't even put him on the poster. You didn't even know Kevin Spacey was gonna be in the movie until he was he in it. Heals it. Yeah. Nowadays, he'd have been in the middle of the poster, or they would have had to put his name somewhere. Like, they didn't put anything about Kevin Spacey on that. And then when he pops up, it's like, oh shit, that's Kevin Spacey. And I always forget the name of that the guy that played the the chief. He's always playing like a like a racist cop in movies, (laughs) or like some military sergeant. I forget his name, but even he like it's a it's a really good. Mark Wahlberg wasn't in that movie. (laughs) Man, who would have thought? uh, Kevin Spacey would do so good just playing a sicko. You know what I mean? <laughs> it really was out of. Who, who he really guessed? went beyond his depth. You're talking about uh, R. Lee. Uh, R. Lee Ermy is the guy you're talking yes. about. Yeah. Yes. Mm. No, he's the guy who was in. A, he was the fucking. Uh, he was the general. He was like the commander in Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, the cop. Him. He's the yeah. cop in Mississippi Burning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. May he rest he's in peace. Like, yeah. He's he, also he a definitely, cop in. Um, definitely had to type. He was well. He was actually a military drill sergeant. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He so, was a cop in um, what was that? What was that? That horror movie? Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Spooky time. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to get in that. Um, all right, uh, we did David Fincher. Uh, we want to tackle Matt Reeves, Paramount Plus. Yeah, slight, slight side note: Have y'all niggas heard about that Netflix, uh, the Netflix horror movie Incantation? No. no. It's. I want to say it's. 
it's like I, want, I don't want, I don't want to say it's Indonesian if it's not, but it is a foreign horror film that's supposed to be pretty crazy. They usually, they usually, they usually make it better than everybody. They else. do. And I watched the trailer for it, and I went, okay, no, that looks pretty fucking unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> Incantation, you said? It's called Incantation. Yeah. Look, after RRR, I'll, I'll, I'll check anything. Check out check that trailer, anything. and you'll understand what I mean. Because <laughs> I watched that, and it's already out. It's already out on Netflix. So, all right, babe. if you enjoy it, sounds, it, sounds like a, sounds like something to do with the weekend with the bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, we want to. You want to get to Matt Reeves or, or Paramount Plus? Paramount. There's not much to talk about. We, honestly, Plus. I don't Par- think we need to do the Matt Reeves thing. I think the Matt Reeves thing. Kinda Neither of them are so. much. They're just. They're just. just news. News. Matt, yeah. let's, look, Matt Reeves got away uh, while the while the fire was burning the house down. Matt Reeves he got a, he seemingly got, a got out with all the gold. He, got a <laughs> he seemingly walked away with all the gold. We three kings be stealing the gold. <laughs> Matt, Matt Reeves walked out from, like usual from, suspects yeah, <laughs> and start fixing his leg as he was walking out. And Showtime is. Is pairing with uh, Paramount Plus, so if you for an Paramount extra three dollars, like which is what they bucks. told me last night, yeah. you get Paramount Plus. So right now mm-hmm. on Paramount Plus's platform, you'll actually see shows with a lock on it if you don't have it unlocked, which is their way to try mm-hmm. to get you to get Paramount Plus. I mean the yeah, uh, Par- so Showtime add Showtime to it. Yeah, Paramount Plus pay us, and uh, now Showtime Showtime pay us. Um, all right, so uh, we all watched the N one doc on Netflix, Netflix Space. Um, yes, we did. So, to, to, to set it up, Cam saw it before all of us, and he said, I just watched the N1 doc, and the three white men sat down, I was instantly upset. And I, when I read it, I thought it was just three random white dudes that was, like, discussing N1. No. Little to my, little, little to, no. to my knowledge, turns out, three white men created N1. And I, I, I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> I fucking wish I didn't know that. It really, ups, like, really hurt me. And when you start getting into the story of it, it was even more devastating. Um. So yeah, let me let me see if I can pull up the names uh, of these guys, uh, that had it all set up. Um. Uh. So Jay Cohen, Gilbert, Seth Berger, and Tom Austin, uh, who. All met while in school. Seth Berger. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one of the creators. And they the literally said, "We just love basketball." We lo-. honestly though, whoever did the shoes, he was the least annoying of all of the three. Oh no, I I, I felt this worse yeah. for him more than anybody. The guy who did the um, shoes, I respected. I respected yeah. that dude because he even had a little bit of a, a natural twang to his voice that was like, "Yeah, this really me." <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm really the one. Like I'm really you, the one. You are, I'm the one. I who guarantee he was the one who did all the slogans. So yeah, I was about to say he, yeah, he's the one. These three guys the were in college together. They didn't want to actually do their their MBA type jobs. Uh, I said MBA, not NBA. They're white, remember? <laughs> and they decided, yo, we should start a basketball type company. So they started doing this thing called. They started their company and one. Mm-hmm. And they decided that they wanted to write down slogans. Based off of stuff you would hear trash talk on a basketball court, aka everything that the niggas told them because they sucked. Right when it was knocking uh, them ass out. Exactly. So What's all the thing those, that you always hear? It's and all one get those all those slogans that you saw on them and one t-shirts were written up by three white dudes who dropped out of high. Well, they finished their highly decorated college degrees and then decided mm-hmm. this is what they were going to do with their lives. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that helped them get off the ground was getting into the market against nike started making some shoes 
Uh, this is before they got any of the street ballers. So it was prior to that. It's like mid-1996. Um, they get NBA star Stephon Marbury. This I didn't know. I didn't know either. I didn't remember I no this idea. at all. Uh, so Stephon Marbury becomes their first signature uh, player to get Because they're already which, getting some moderate success with the shirts. And then they decide, yes. we got to get into shoes. And then if mm-hmm. we get into shoes, we got to get a big athlete to be in on the shoes. Yeah. Uh, which, to their credit, was not a bad pick. Right? Not at all. Like Stephon, Stephon came out Steph- with hella hype. Yeah. So, and I'm sure when Nike saw that, maybe not worried, but concerned for sure. Uh, seeing what this seemingly... I don't even know if concern would be the word. At that point, it was so fledgling that they were probably just like, oh, okay, whatever. It's like Fila. Fila was, yeah. Fila was getting athletes, too. Like, it wasn't like... Yeah, but, I mean, we've, we've seen Nike going out, go hard against competitors, even on the small scale, right? So, like, it's not uncommon for them to do that. So, we don't know what was happening in the boardroom, but I got to imagine that somebody was like, okay, we got to watch these niggas. And uh, eventually, they did land on Def Globe, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But... Essentially, Stephon Marbury goes out to play in their signature sneaker, something they designed for the first time. And good old Stephon came down real hard. <laughs> Rolled. Uh, what, what was the? I can't remember the injury that he got, but he, he, he ruined him for the. Yeah. yeah, broke his foot and he ruined the season, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, the agent gets on the phone with these guys and says, hey, look, Stephon Marbury's going to hold a press conference and he's going to throw your shoes like in the garbage in front of everyone. And they pretty much said, all right, we might be dead in the water. Like, we might not be able to do this anymore. Um, and then, lo and behold, look look who saves them again, a black person. <laughs> black person saves their ass once again. So somebody uh, who was in their office was able to basically give them a tape of uh, the street ballers who were outside playing. Uh, a lot of New York uh, guys out there playing street ball. And they were able to go ahead and and find something in that and put together their own, as they put it, they dubbed it their own mixtape and put together this collection and have people uh, show up in like and one gear. And when it started off, it was very like fledgling, like they didn't really have they didn't think it was really going to be as big as it was, but they were essentially doing street team type outlets of this. Right. They were handing out VHSs on the corners of uh, these street ballers who were not playing traditional NBA style. So if you if you were not outside, for all the readers out there, if you weren't outside during this time, uh, L- young L.A. was going to Blockbuster as many times as he could to fucking rent these fucking mixtape volumes and practice these moves day after day after day. And I fucking knew a lot of these moves by fucking heart. I was out there fucking street balling it up. Uh, but they basically were handing out these mixtapes uh, via VHS, fucking blew up in the hood, made certain people celebrities like overnight, like uh, 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 Rife Austin, Raphael Austin, uh, who was known as Skip to My Lou, who was super popular back then, uh, ended up actually transitioning into the NBA, which they didn't talk about in the doc. I was actually kind of surprised. Uh, but he actually transitioned into the NBA later on and ended up playing for the Bucks and I think another team. But. He was one of the first people, and then they decided to get a collection of uh, stars and then, like, kind of take them on the road. Um, Antonio, were you super into N one when it first dropped? Were you out there? Because I know you were already playing. You was already yeah, playing ball. I was a like, hooper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, they weren't playing like 
the regulation ball. You know what I mean? So like when you guys were like not playing like that, were you were you into it in the sense that like you guys were trying to were you recreate moves, yeah. making up your own? Yeah. When, when we were which trying one? to practice all of those. I like the barrel <laughs> roll one. Barrel roll. Uh my favorite one was the shirt. Making it disappear in your shirt. And then the one where you could uh the between the legs. That was my favorite one to do was the between the legs. Uh also they went on tour, right? They went on tour and got to Atlanta and found their black Jesus. Hot sauce. When hot sauce got signed uh, to their and one mixtapes, he was up until that, up until their following tours was basically the face of the franchise. And if you don't know who hot sauce, uh, hot sauce was, he was essentially a living legend. Like he became like their AI Kobe, he became the face of the entire franchise, and you'll hear in the doc that they were riding around in like uh, vans, uh, no seat belts, going to these cities, uh, like the uh, the dribbling machine, half man, half amazing. This the tour was was not great, and when Hot Sauce got on, everything changed. They got tour buses with their names on it. Things they was getting good good uh hotel rooms all of a sudden so like the bag finally came out uh and they were moving moving left and right and then what ended up happening was is that it ended up superseding because of the lockout at that time for the nba there was no real basketball to watch and these tapes sort of supplemented that whole that whole design and i i i do remember that i remember when streetball became kind of peak to where like they were getting video games made uh, their stuff was showing up everywhere, and I don't remember. I never owned and one sneakers. Like I never got into the and one sneaker thing, but I do remember I having had one. Some... I had one pair. They were terrible. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, none of them were really. I I don't think were really good. I think what they were doing was really special. But I I don't. I didn't really like any of the and one sneakers. But I did have some and one shirts. I don't. I don't know that many people who didn't have an and one shirt. You didn't get the uh, tie cheese, really... nigga. I did not know them. Just you didn't awful. want to dunk like Vince Carter, nigga. That was a special moment. But hot sauce is. I was talking about hot sauce uh, and how he, he kind of changed the the, the, face the of outlook it. of what yeah of what streetball was. Um, between him and Skip to my Lou, man, those guys were. Well, Skip went to the league, so yeah, yeah. Skip went to to play with the Bucks. Um, but yeah, no, those. Yeah, he went to play for Milwaukee. Skip played for uh, Miami and for Orlando. Yeah, he did play for Milwaukee. I thought this was where. He, oh, maybe maybe he practiced with them. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Because I remember when they were, as they they talk about later, ESPN ended up doing a, a show with them. Uh, as far as like picking the next great person, I remember one of the seasons of the show was uh, the the kind of tension between some of the players wanting to get to the league and uh, going to NBA tryout. So it might have been he was playing. He might have went to practice squad. Maybe that's what I remember. Um, you are correct. He was with them for a little bit, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I'm not, not crazy. Um, but, yeah, no, Hot Sauce was really uh, the end-all, be-all until the professor showed up and kind of took away a lot of – Rafer had a long career, too. He had a long career. He Shout did, yeah. No, he did. He, he's the only one that transitioned properly. Mm-hmm. I thought um, A.O. could have played in the league, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, A.O. was really good. I, I mean, some of them some of them were more marketable than others. Let's just say that. I just thought, he, was just, more... I thought he just had the skill set. I thought he had the skill set to be a guard in the league, but, I, you know. Yeah. 
Because some yeah, of them, no, you knew sure. 99% of them niggas wasn't playing in the league. Main event ain't going to the league. <laughs> okay? Which he said. I mean, he, he mentioned it earlier. He was like, Yo, Shane the Dribbling Machine was 40 when he was 20. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's not going yes. to the league. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, they, they all but admitted, like, hey, look, this the NBA side is done. We're, we're not getting into those careers, right? So this is this is it. This is This is the only way we'll be able to do what we love. And be able to get it paid for it. Baby Shaq um, was not. I'm fucking. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Escalade yeah, no, was not. Uh, Spider was a favorite of mine. He got kicked though. Yes, um, he did. <laughs> yeah, he got we know why. Spider, Spider. I was a fan favorite of Spider. Um, but Spider. the professor. He comes Spider. <laughs> <laughs> but the professor was the one that won the hearts and minds of everybody. A lot of. I of mean, they the alluded. They alluded to the fact that, like, he was a more marketable face because he was a white. white. I mean, one of the dudes said it was like when you're a white person in a, a hood space and you're good, good at something, at something in, you get elevated higher. Eminem. And I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's been proven time and time again. We see it even now. Like, Jack Harlow was all over the socials for winning a VMA as if, like, he won a fucking I, th- I really just think that was your page. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It could have been. But, like, I, I, I promise you, so I didn't, much of it. I didn't know until you told me. <laughs> so much of it. They made it seem like that nigga really won something. I was like, nigga, it's a VMA. But whatever. Hey, but, like, I mean, I mean. He could take not, me first class. I, so I hear. So here. Up in the sky. But, no, I mean, and I, I, as somebody who's a professor fan, uh-huh. uh I never liked him over hot sauce, but I mean that was the well, trend. Well, that that's because you're racist. If you really just, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if you just yeah. buckle down and look at the brass tacks of it, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. But hot I mean, sauce even was cool. I mean, Professor even said as much, right? Like Professor said that uh, that a lot of his influences came from people like hot sauce. Like he was practicing yeah. his movies. I mean, so there's like also there's also a ESPN doc. On thirty for thirty about M one, which I, I haven't got to this. watch yet, but it did have more NBA players discussing it, and I did laugh when they asked the NBA players, "Do you think any of the other N one players could have played in the league?" And they were like, "Hell no." <laughs> they were like, "Hot Sauce came to a camp one time just to try to fuck around with the NBA players, and that nigga was looking real foolish out there." It's crazy, like they didn't have those guys couldn't play, but the style of play that they were doing then would was is more acceptable now whereas like you think about nba players like like god sham god or even like jason williams who was doing stuff that in the 90s and people were like that's not how point guards ought to play and meanwhile now kyrie irving basically has and one mixtape highlights mm-hmm. every other possession which is kind yeah. of interesting how that's changed that nigga's a freak of nature, though. <laughs> that yeah. nigga crazy. Yeah. Um, like, it wasn't a thing to try to out-dribble the person in front of you. You tried to pass it, screen and roll. But to do some and-one type moves in a game wasn't a thing that you could yeah, do. Grant, Grant Hill had one of the best crossovers in the league, and it was just an in-between. <laughs> it was just a tween cross. It's a queen, a tween snatch. That's all Grant Hill hit you with, and it was one of the best crossovers in the game because it was very quick. Uh, but then again, Kevin, uh-huh. Kevin Durant's best, he – Got it in just a regular in and out cross, and it's it's quick as shit, so it don't matter. Yeah. Um, unless you're trying to win a championship, uh, I think that <laughs> it also like <laughs> L <laughs> one kind of popped off at a time when NBA, the NBA was kind of boring too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're at a I period mean, I t- of kind of like on, boringness. Yeah, yeah. They, it was like the post. It was the post Jordan era. Mm-hmm. There was that 
kind of who's the next great person. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching Streetball on ESPN. I didn't know it was as yeah. popular Same. as it was, but I remember watching it for sure. Same. I remember when yeah. I remember when Professor won. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. I don't uh, remember I them fist fighting in locker rooms. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. I don't think they ever showed that. I think that was like behind the scenes. I would hope not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall the locker room fist fights over nigga. I ain't getting money. I mean, I mean, let's talk about that, right? Like, they tried the 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 owners, the creators of it, kind of tried to slide over the fact Kinda? that they were not. I mean, they they tried they tried to act as if like they were shocked or surprised that the players yeah. weren't getting the compensation that they probably should have. I mean, and, and who was that coon like, ass nigga? Hey, I mean, they was getting a good amount of money for only working six months. You feel me? That's the one who probably got a good check to shut the fuck up because <laughs> he wasn't balling, though, and he was just promoting street team shit. He's probably getting some of the best money he ever had in his life. But I mean, we've seen this before. Hollister Doc. <laughs> uh, he was a cool always, guy. There, he was cool. There's all, cool yeah, there's always one. There's fucking there's always one. one in the front while, but I while mean, Antonio's in the back cleaning. That's yeah, like, how it goes. <laughs> like fucking uh, the dribbling machine saying, you know, I asked that nigga to help me out with my daughter, you know, put put up to Who's his son? He's like, Shane, the dribbling oh, machine was like, I asked yeah. him to give me 15 grand to get my son in school. And he told me no. He was like, I mean, I don't recall that conversation. I don't, I don't recall that. But if it, I, I'm not saying it didn't happen. If it did, I feel terrible about it. <laughs> just like, as he wipes his, as he wipes his nose with $400 bills, just in separate yeah. I feel terrible about yeah. it if it did happen. I mean, I'm rich though. Yeah. I sold the company, so and didn't give yeah. them any heads up when we sold it. So, yeah. That, so that was you know. one of the tragic parts of it of them taking them and just letting them know, like, hey, guys, this is it. We the company's, we've, the company's been the sold. Company's gone. Yeah. Did you did you guys talk about how it ended? But what really ended them? I mean, no, no, we haven't got there yet. But please, okay. please take us home. I was just gonna say, like, and it's crazy how, because in my head I was like, yeah, how did M one fall off? And then I just. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" I did. I did not know. I never made the correlation <laughs> in my head. I had no idea that that was the start. That was the the them, sonic boom. The that was that was the nuke, and shit just started going downhill. Nike dove into their street ball bag. They started yeah. doing the all of the street ball events at the Rucker mm-hmm. and all this shit, and they just said, yep. "We're just gonna take your whole steez, and we yeah, gonna man. run with it." Yeah, and they did it. Commercial they is did crazy. It. That commercial is amazing. Yeah, Classic commercial, and le- and it, it lent credence to one of the greatest scenes in comedy history. Scary movie, in scary movie too. <laughs> I damn near pissed myself on that scene, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like that that it's, is such uh, an iconic commercial. Everybody went to the park and tried those moves after that. Everybody, ridiculous. everybody was trying that to do white the boy beat. dribbling behind with the with the legs <laughs> up. Leg? Oh my Yo, god, that was my favorite. Everybody, move. everybody was doing that shit, bro. Yeah, man. Now, now Nike, Nike, fucking just demolished them. Like we had a friend, he was, he had a really weird shaped head. His name was Daquan, but we called him Skillet because <laughs> of his head. But he was just quick as hell and he could dribble. So we used to always do all the animal moves. It was great. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if uh, if you're an one fan, please watch, watch that on Netflix. Untold, it's worth it's great. Yeah. And then we're getting the the Un- Donahue. Untold, untold, it, untold has done just they've amazing done amazing. Work. And we're getting the Donahue doc next. So yes, yeah. about the referee who fixed games. So I'm I mean, very, I'm very, very fascinated uh-huh. to see that one. 
that one looks very mobbish. Big facts. They're they're corner. They're trying to corner the thirty for thirty market. That's what they do. They really 30 are. 30. I mean, they they thirty I mean, for 30, thirty got them ones too, but it's it's been a while since they've had one of them ones. It has I mean? so, Every, everything that un- I haven't seen a boring untold story yet. Yeah, no, they've all been good. All of them. They've all been. Yeah, their 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 track record is is very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. Are we done? Do we have anything else? We're good. That's it, guys. That's season finale. Uh, season two has uh, has come to in an the end. In the books, of course, baby. We're not. Uh, we're not. We're not going to leave you too long, baby birds. We're still be back to feed you. We're going to be off for a week. We'll come back. We'll reconvene. New new show time. Uh, new drop date will be Tuesdays going forward. Uh, so most of y'all, you know, you most of y'all listen throughout the week anyway. So it's not going to be a big deal for for most of our people. Uh, but Tuesdays will be the drop going forward. Uh, we'll be working on getting vi- give, getting you guys video content. Uh, so keep on the lookout for that. Big Body Bane has done some amazing work uh, with the website and the merch line. We're going to have some new merch up. The mug, I can't wait for the one I mug saw earlier. I yeah, can't wait for the one here. I saw earlier, man. Yeah, That's the, the, mug, the mug in, in about a week and a half is probably going to come down, guys. It's, it's, gone, it's a wrap. If you, haven't bought any, if you haven't bought anything yet for the season mug is two, gone. season three merch is going to be really fire. I can't wait to, wait to see it uh, come to life. Um, we're going to have some new segments. Uh, we mentioned earlier we're gonna be doing stuff like uh, you know this this movie but black you know what I'm saying we'll, we'll cast all black cast uh, we'll have some more different drafts we're gonna complete the movie draft in season three we're gonna handle spooky time where we're gonna review the Halloween series up into uh, the new Halloween movie leading into uh, Halloween itself in October uh, so we got some really special things uh, to look forward to in season three really appreciate you guys sticking with us up until this point really love all y'all feedback following us uh, and giving us some uh, things to be f- look forward to on the socials thanks for engaging with us uh, for for tonight uh, uh, let me see what, what else I need to what I need to plug dtwtpod.com the website is not going to be down while we're gone all right so you still got some time to check out some stuff before the merch comes down for big body bane uh, you know, crushes my soul and takes the, the mug away for the last time. So make and sure you go it there. Hurts me so, old. <laughs> so hard to say goodbye. Uh, you uh, can still follow. Can us. <laughs> you can still follow us on the pod and, and interact with us while we're on break. Uh, that is on DTWT Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, it'll probably just be Big Body Bane or maybe me. We'll see what happens. <laughs> These other two niggas could care less about what y'all niggas got to say. <laughs> we'll follow, but we'll keep in touch with you. You uh, said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't think you're going to get a hot take response from either one of these. We'll, we'll pretend to be one of them for sure for one of you. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, uh, keep up with us. Also, we need support in the sense of making reviews uh, if you could get us on spotify or apple or whatever you're listening to us go ahead and throw a review for us we really appreciate it. we do read them so thank you uh we're still sitting at five stars we have not dropped five stars even though some fuck nigga gave us like a, a four i don't know who the fuck that was but fuck <laughs> you but we're still strong we're still standing <laughs> still, still strong rise. <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh cam tell the good folks where they can find you they can find me Y'all can find me uh, uh, running really complicated defenses in Madden 23 at Cam Archer. Uh, when my niggas gonna wake up from this oppression? What oppression, <laughs> nigga? 
this 2K Madden EA oppression. When we gonna wake up? <laughs> oh, this niggas will play any first person, third person adventure game in the world. Goddamn right. But when am I gonna wake up from playing a sports video game? It's a sports video game, nigga. What do you want me to do? Uh, at Cam Archer, uh, new single coming soon. The people want the sad song, of course, because niggas are sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Antonio, better get the camera ready, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at Cam Archer, learn how to spell. That's my answer. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Antonio, where can the good folks find you? Sitting in the air conditioning. Big fat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, y'all got that Texas heat now, huh? No, like, <laughs> and it floated over to y'all. It's like, 90, it's like ninety degrees right now. Yeah, yeah, it sucks, don't it? <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Nigga, my AC still fucked up in my car, so you know, I'll be going through hell. Oh, mine too. Mine too. Actually, I gotta get that fucking. I car gotta get too. recharged or whatever. Yeah, no. Hey, Devon Johnson. On all hey, Devon Johnson. On all Just type it platforms. in. If nothing pops up, then I mean, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be having uh, cereal soup. <laughs> While while being gone, hopefully he can make it another day. Uh, you can find me. We'll be back, guys. That nigga's in his bag. If we could get season three, listen, listen to me, guys. I need y'all to fucking tweet Storm Cisco, all right? Whoever, whoever listens yeah. to this show, fucking reach out to the nigga anywhere we can. We need this Tell him he could bring three. jazz too. He could bring yeah. jazz. Cisco, bring, jazz. You bring the no, whole hill with you. No, no, bring Kyo, the whole hill if you want. Nokio, Woody, bring all them yes. niggas down. I don't even know if they on good terms right now, so let me stop. Um, I know that y'all ever seen the clip when they went on the radio show to announce they was back together and they was about to do a new album and then Woody decided mm-hmm. to take that opportunity to tell them that he was giving his life to Christ and he was leaving the group. <laughs> <laughs> These niggas was living it. Th- oh my god. Oh man, fucking hilarious, lispy hilarious. ass Woody. But yeah, no, Cisco, please come on the show. <laughs> please come on the show. Please. Uh but you can find me at L dot A dot underscore GFC. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. GFC on Instagram, and you can find me at LA underscore GFC on Twitter. Uh, you can also find Big Body Bane, our wonderful producer, at J-O-Z-H underscore Martinez. And, of course, uh, big thank you once again to Nabian for coming on to the woo! show. Give, him, give another applause, Big Body Bane. Let's, we got to give him another applause because you're going to hear Nabian's music right at the end of this anyway. Thank you. Thank you a thousand times. As always, readers, it's always nice to be good, but it's way more fun to do the wrong thing. We out.